Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international (laughs) depression. Bitch, you got coronavirus. And it's a long day living in a And the Trump campaign has suggested Biden has lost a step. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps, okay? Come on. Thank God my health is good, as my mother would say, knock on wood. Well, this afternoon, White House officials say President Biden is doing 100 percent fine after he tripped while walking up the stairs to board Air Force One. And the president is 100 percent fine. I doubt it. You are fake news. Escalators are great. They're really, really amazing. Very fake news. When asked if the president has fear of stairs, a White House spokesperson said, no offense, this is an absurd question. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. So congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Free falling. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very, very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do, I'm told. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. It is a monumental show. Uh, Big milestone, actually. Show number 250, which is a great opportunity to celebrate another milestone, which is that I'm happy to announce that Matt Jr. is on the way. Due date is uh, September 22nd. Both mom and baby are in good health so far. So we are uh, very excited to join the ranks of parenthood. More on that in a moment. But we have an entire week's worth of news to discuss, too. Uh, Joe falls up the stairs to Air Force One, which is actually a great metaphor for his presidency overall, falling <laughs> up the stairs <laughs> to yeah, the presidency. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the resulting memes are hilarious, but so too uh, are the, uh, well, the, the memes need to be fact-checked, I suppose. The, the fact-checks of the memes of the event were just as hilarious as the, uh, as the memes themselves. We'll get to those. Plus, the rest of Joe's week goes roughly as well, including getting lectured by China about human rights abuses in the United States, namely Black Lives Matter, that we shoot our black people and having to concede the point because you're already ideologically yeah. committed yeah. to that line. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that because it it's so cringy that you have to laugh. But I feel so embarrassed for my country watching it that it's just. Yeah. And and kind of proud of China. Like a, a little Am bit. I on China's team? Yeah. It, I was laughing when I watched it and I was like, why am I laughing? This is bad. It's just bad all around. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. 
Plus, after the Atlanta shooting, media and Jen Psaki continue to insist that uh, it was all a racist incident fueled by Trump, despite the lack of evidence for such claims. The root, though, the root goes even further, declaring that, quote, whiteness is a pandemic and we need a vaccine for whiteness so that whiteness doesn't have any more bodies to infect. And you I mean can read a sterilization vaccine that uh, white people are getting uh, involuntarily or maybe just uh, maybe just uh, euthanasia. Maybe they just yeah. take you out. I can read the lines of this piece verbatim because it's not hate speech if it's targeting white people. So we can go ahead and just read this one. Okay. Plus, another week of continued coronavirus nonsense. What else? You now have Dr. Fauci and CNN trying to argue that you need to wear your mask after being fully vaccinated. Yeah. I guess the science in this case is far too advanced for a, a rube brain like mine. I can't figure out what their reasoning is here, but they, they try to explain it. And then uh, we have an anti-Asian case of hoax hate to close out of San Antonio. It's not yet confirmed to be a hoax, but I'm pretty sure this guy is a faker. We will take a look at the story and we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo and DLive. I confirmed we are live on DLive. We got wow. that fixed. So appreciate you guys if you're hanging out there. Sorry about last week. Uh, and we'll, we'll check in with all the super chat sources in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low down money grabbers, of course. And lately we've been trying out the hard deadline of 1130 PM Eastern time to get out of here. Tonight's going to be a little bit of a special show, obviously. So I'm hanging out as long as you guys will have me. We'll see what blonde's availability is, but, uh, I'm hanging out for the long haul tonight, so hopefully we can we'll... already tell the baby situation is not going well downstairs. <laughs> yeah, well, at least the 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 screaming has subsided a little bit. Yeah. It's not quite as vocal. Uh, yeah. yeah, sooner rather than later, maybe we'll have a screaming duet. Yeah, really, a background screaming duet for the show. Dueling screaming daughters. Yeah, and well, and we'll have to talk arranged marriage eventually here too. I don't know if oh it turns out God, to be a boy. I, to I don't know yet, but potential. Yeah, I'll have to make my sales pitch. Uh, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget that the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have stickers, we have everything. Awesome. I've mentioned the defensively Susan t-shirt lately, and that one has been selling particularly well. You can get that <laughs> over on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. And plus we have special deals from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do, do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company. Made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance-free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap, not only do you get an all-natural, great-smelling product, not only do you support deployed military members, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration for your patriotism, but when you subscribe... You get a discount and a monthly delivery of soap straight to your door. So you never have to remember to buy it again. And if you don't like bar soap, no problem. Hero Soap also has a line of all natural, great smelling liquid soaps as well. Listeners of this show get 10% off all Hero Soap products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER at HeroSoapCompany.com for 10% off. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap Company plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. 
at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. We also had a meetup in St. Petersburg, Florida. Looks like they had a nice. good time at a brewery there. And I got to say, I very much appreciate. Well, I appreciate multiple choices of attire here between the Hawaiian shirt and the socialism distancing shirt. Socialism. They're both great. Not not to take a shot at the other choices, but I appreciated the wardrobe <laughs> uh, choices here. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to meet fellow listeners of the show in your area, that's another feature of the website. It's on the community page, com slash community. One other announcement. The Telegram channel is now live. I've received a couple emails asking me if the blonde in the Telegram channel is actually you. It is actually me, yeah. So confirmed. Uh, Linked in the description and on the website community page. I'm still a total idiot when it comes to Telegram. I don't really get it. But maybe I'll dabble in there. The community is is now official. And according to you, the memes are spicy. So hop right in. Oh, it's it's like Discord, but people aren't as mean. Um, but yeah, I go in there when I'm trying to fall asleep. And then I was like, who's awake? And what's a chat? <laughs> and then three hours later, you're still up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking at weird pictures of Alex Jones with... A massive rack edited onto him or whatever you had on Wednesday. I did have weird dreams that yeah. night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. Uh, and thanks to our friend and listener, El Vaquero, for stepping up to administer things for us over on Telegram. Uh, in the week's big personal news. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the baby is on the way, and I'm very happy to announce that. And uh, and to get it off my chest, frankly, it's been... <laughs> you might have noticed in... in Recent weeks on both the Sunday show and on the Wednesday stream, I have particular yeah. interest in parenting topics. I know. He was like, I'm getting a little bit specific. And by the way, I did not know. <laughs> I mean, I knew because um, they were pretty bad at keeping secrets, but I didn't ask any questions. So I had a pretty good idea. Yeah, we have kept it uh, at least formal notifications pretty tight to close friends, family. I've been pretty careful with Internet people just because... It, even if you're not trying to, sometimes when you know, you just make references to things. and Like, like when I, you knew Lauren Southern had had a baby? I wasn't going to say it again. <laughs> but I, I seriously, I felt really bad about that when that happened. It was and I, so funny, though. <laughs> and I didn't, I wasn't trying to, I thought that was just information that was out there. So I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to be malicious or anything like that. So I, that's one of the reasons we kept it a little bit tight through the first trimester. So we've known uh, since... Mid mid January due date is September 22nd. And I personally got to find and hear the heartbeat on Monday afternoon. So that was awesome. That was a once in a lifetime moment. What a sweet moment. We, uh, we don't know the gender yet. And, uh, I do want to know the gender we're going to get to know, uh, at the anatomical ultrasound in about two months. So I have a strong feeling that it's a girl, but that's pure instinct. Hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, I posted this ultrasound to make an announcement today on Twitter. So weird that they did this. Anytime I post a video or a photo, 90% of what I post media wise is videos of me talking. Those are always marked as sensitive content. So I make an announcement about the baby at around noon today. And that's sensitive content. You have to get past <laughs> the filter to look at a grainy image of an ultrasound. Uh, on the topic of instincts, though, one thing that I thought was really interesting about how this all happened, we, of course, had been trying since 
the wedding in October and we're very thankful that we've, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of trouble. Um, but it was weird. It was, so this was back in mid January and I just had the strongest instinct one day that she was pregnant, like a, not a conscious thing. Just like, I know it in my mind. And I told her you're pregnant. I just know that you're pregnant. She's like, what are you talking about? And she takes a test the next day and it comes back positive. And I get woken up six in the morning it, it, it was not it, the whole thing was not super romantic. Let's put it that because I was surprised. It was like six in the morning and she's screaming. and She's like, oh, my God, look at this test result. And I was just like, I know because yeah. <laughs> I, I knew, knew I already knew it was yeah. it was the weirdest thing. And I had not been joking with her about this prior. It was just something in my lizard brain that had known 24 to 48 hours prior to the official test that this was oh. the case. Was she like being really mean to you or something? No, it wasn't even a change in her behavior. There was nothing that I can, there's no way that I can rationalize it other than just something in my brain biology just clicked and I just knew. How sweet. So so that was very, uh, that was very cool and very interesting. And we, um, as I mentioned, we wanted to keep it private through the first trimester. So we're now clear good bill of health for mom and baby after the second appointment on Monday. So everything looks like it's in good shape. Of course, we're very thankful for that. I did have a couple stories from the hospital on Monday that I thought were interesting, uh, just kind of politically, not even personally. But they made my wife wear a mask while naked getting a physical. That's that's weird because I never <laughs> had to get naked to get a physical when I was pregnant. She had to be totally naked except for a mask. Why? You don't want to spread coronavirus. But I don't know what they were poking and prodding. That was not. Uh, no, why the nudity? I understand the mask. Uh, there were checks. Uh, there were checks for certain things. Without getting too personal, there were there were huh. checks of things. I don't know. I didn't do the checks. That's just what. That's uh, maybe just what I did. Said. I can't remember. I don't know. And they they asked my wife if she had had a flu vaccine, and she said no. And the nurse responded seriously. <laughs> this is not a direct quote, but a paraphrase. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. The flu basically doesn't exist this year, is what the nurse said. Use this, your brain. Why? Seriously. Why, why wouldn't it exist? Um, but uh, on a on a sentimental and and, and sincere note, uh, finding and, and listening to that heartbeat was a, a once in a lifetime experience on Monday. And I don't find my wife without blonde's encouragement to build something better with my life, and uh, and with a person who shares my vision for the future and goals and everything that I've found with my wife. And I don't find my wife without the audience making this show a success. And so I want to make sure that both of you, both you personally and the audience are properly thanked for the life that you guys have helped me build. This is uh, it was really incredible. And it's, it's something that, uh, that wouldn't be the same without you guys. I'm so happy. And then, um, you know, everything's, Everything's going to change for the better. And then you will not remember a time before the baby was born. <sighs> That's okay. I don't remember that much of my life before. Well, I look back at my life before my wife and before marriage and it all seems kind of trivial, you know? Yeah. And I, I hope this is the same way. It is. <laughs> so I can't wait uh, to answer some questions we might receive. No, I will not let super chat name the child. What? <laughs> so don't get your hopes up. And. You don't want to name your child Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin. 
Remember that? And or Bodie McBoat face. He let them change his middle name to Macaulay Culkin. Was that? He said that the, that the audience, that Twitter can choose his new middle name and like legal middle name. And, uh, they chose Macaulay Culkin. So he's Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm not doing that, (laughs) (laughs) but good for him. And then as a matter of pure coincidence, Blonde actually has to sit out on the Wednesday call-in show this week. So it will be me and the wife. She'll be by voice and we'll take some calls instead in uh, Blonde's absence. So that will be fun. Perhaps we'll we'll talk some baby or family stuff on Wednesday night if you guys would like to participate in that stream. Other than that, the call-in show will go as normal. Anyway... Oh, man, I don't want to fly tomorrow. This is going to be hell. Yeah, I can't wait till you get back next Sunday so I can hear the story of how this goes. It's going to be a nightmare. I'm, oh, God. I don't want to. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled on, uh, I don't know, airport news tomorrow in case there's any kind of... Actually, I shouldn't even joke about that, actually. I shouldn't... You can't make jokes about... Uh, airport massacres? Airport violence, <laughs> which I'm not doing. I'm not doing that in any way. Nothing... Okay, I'm just moving on. <laughs> speaking of things, uh, speaking of violence that definitely happened, how about that? Uh, there it is, yeah. Tell me what the hell, okay, so there were two arrests in the Brian, the Brian Sicknick saga continues to be one of the most outrageous claims or pieces of misinformation about the Capitol riots. Now we have two arrests that are loosely Baffling. linked to Brian Sicknick. They're calling these related, but they're not related. This is such bullshit. I read this and I had to read it five times because I was like, I don't even understand how they're calling this. Okay. So these two people, uh, Julian Cotter, Cotter, 32, and George Tanios, they're charged with nine counts of assault with a deadly, deadly weapon and civil disorder and obstruction. But assault with a deadly weapon, it's, it's for bear spray, mace. That's the weapon that they used is, and there were prior reports that said they made some homebrew or something, or did they just use straight up bear spray evidence of that? It's just bear spray. Okay. Um, and there's some video evidence of it and they've got Brian Sicknick. So that's true, but he didn't die until this article said one day, but I think it was a little bit more than a day. My Um, understanding is he died the day after the Capitol riot. It was the day after, but like late so like more okay. than 24 hours. Okay. Um, and they're still not releasing his cause of death. And then these and charges- they're not even accusing these guys of murder or even. Right. Remember we talked about felony murder too, where you could still be charged with murder by virtue yeah. of committing a felony, a felony assault and killing yeah. a guy, but they're not even making that case here. No, the, the charges are not in connection with the death. So this is really interesting because the the theory that we had been told from the the Capitol Police sources speaking with CNN was that was that the cause of Sicknick's death was the bear spray that he had some adverse reaction to the bear spray which caused no. him to have some kind of blood clot or something like that. Reading between the lines here, this would imply that they they can't even establish the bear spray as the cause of death, or else they're charging these these guys with some kind of murder murder adjacent right. charge yeah exactly but as far as i can tell these are totally unrelated and not in connection with the death of sicknick they're still refusing to release his cause of death because it's totally unrelated and then they're just throwing like a handful of charges at him at, at these two guys and they're like well let's see what sticks yeah this i'm assuming they're 
if this is the only bear spray incident, maybe there are more. But that would be tacit acknowledgement that the working murder theory that was referenced prior is bunk. It's over. Yeah. Are they going to have to go back to the drawing board to try to maybe concoct an explanation here? This ironically is exonerating for these guys. Yeah. They they don't have a murder charge. You would any any possible way to throw the book at them. They would have done and they didn't, which tells me they really have nothing. They've got nothing. They have a weak case. Um, So they're going to be in federal court tomorrow, I think, or the following Monday. Um, And we'll see what happens. But like, I cannot imagine that they're going to make any of this stick uh, without releasing a cause of death that's respiratory. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just not going to happen. So as we predicted from the get go, Brian Sicknick died of something totally unrelated. This has nothing to do with the Capitol riots and they're going to try to get a bunch of people on murder charges. But they 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 can't even bring manslaughter. And at some level, politically, it doesn't even matter because the lie was repeated enough early that it sticks. Never mind that it has no facts to back it up. It will stick in people's minds and it will be repeated. Joy Behar on The View this week, she was responding to some comments from Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, and she repeated the sicknick lie that he was bludgeoned to death. And then she also claimed that Antifa doesn't even exist. He and I are very different. I'll tell you this right now. If I was surrounded by people carrying weapons, uh, people erecting nooses, uh, screaming, (laughs) hang Mike Pence, bludgeoning a police officer to death, I might be a little scared. But Ron, no, he's not scared (laughs) of those people. He's scared of this fictitious idea of Antifa, a thing that doesn't even exist. He needs to go. He needs to go. And soon. Well, why doesn't he see it the way that I see it? Well, maybe because you weren't there and you're lying about it. It does seem weird to say, hey, that guy who was there and witnessed the events firsthand has a weird account of it. Does he? Because he was there and you weren't. And you weren't. Or at least generally in the area. I shouldn't overstate. I don't know exactly what Ron Johnson's experience was, but it was definitely closer than Joy Behar's. Yeah. And if you want to talk about, you want to talk about video evidence and just a mountain of, uh, of reasons to be intimidated. Well, how many videos do we have of Antifa doing exactly what she's talking about? Carrying weapons, beating people, threatening people, actually killing people in yeah. some cases. Yeah. You have deaths of police officers during the black lives matter riots last summer that are kind of Antifa adjacent, at least all of that evidence is way more abundant and frequent than the Capitol riot footage, but we're just going to pretend we're going to keep pretending that the Capitol riot was the, the worst and most <laughs> violent day in the history of this country. <laughs> it's so preposterous speaking of riots to watch out for the uh (laughs) the Derek chauvin trial very nearly went haywire this week we had talked last week about the city of minneapolis and their settlement with george floyd's family for 27 million dollars ridiculous we didn't really get into the timing of that and i probably should have because the defense this week filed a motion to delay the trial saying that the settlement had tainted the jury pool and some of the prospective jurors that they spoke with actually admitted as such that it sort of influences their thinking about potential guilt of Derek Chauvin, that if the city is willing to pay $27 million because of Derek Chauvin's conduct, maybe that's because he did it at least as, as accused. So the defense wanted to get a delay in the trial, potentially even change the location of the trial And then on Friday, the judge denied that motion. So the trial will start on time and remain in Minneapolis. How on earth are they going to get an unbiased jury? First of all, everybody's heard of this. And it would be a negative for somebody not have 
They found at least one guy who says he has never seen the George Floyd footage. At least he claims. That guy's lying. He, he probably is. He says he's a chemist who's very into his work. So. But still, he's heard things about it. So what does it yeah. matter if he hasn't seen it? All you can do is take them at their word that they promise to follow the facts and be unbiased. One question that I should have asked last week is just what what did this twenty seven million dollar settlement say about what was the intent of that from the city of Minneapolis? Because it does seem yeah. awfully odd for the city to announce this giant <sighs> settlement during jury selection. Did they yeah. want to plant the idea of guilt into prospective jurors? Was that the intent? Did they want to blow up the trial for some reason? Because remember, this federal lawsuit was filed last summer. This wrongful yeah. death. Yeah lawsuit it was filed last summer i mean so, i don't know that it even matters if that influences things because the jury is going to be so afraid that they're going to get murdered if they don't convict yeah i mean wouldn't you be afraid that a lot of jurors have spoken about that like frankly i don't want to participate because uh they'll probably kill me if i do yeah there's no yeah. way this is going to be fair well so far at least we're supposed to believe the settlement isn't going to uh change or influence the trial. What will assuredly affect the trial is the introduction of more evidence specifically on Friday. The judge ruled that some of the body camera video from George Floyd's 2019 arrest is going to be admissible as evidence. So this took place almost exactly a year before the 2020 fatal incident, but the arrest shows very similar behavior from George Floyd when confronted by Minneapolis police officers. You can go watch the full body cam footage. Floyd ingested drugs upon confrontation with the police, as he is alleged yeah. to have done in the case where he died. And in this case, the 2019 case, Floyd had meth and fentanyl pills on him. What is a meth pill? I don't know. That's what the report said, but I've never heard of that either. Can you take meth pills? I guess <laughs> Or I don't know, what do you do, crush them and snort them or something? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, the defense's case is that George Floyd had a habit of this behavior upon police confrontation. And he did this. So he did basically the exact same thing in 2020 that he did in 2019. It's just that this time it was fatal. What are we supposed to do with this? We'll find out. Opening statements in the trial are scheduled to begin next Monday, March 29th. So we have a week to go before this all goes crazy. I uh, I was interested to see that there was an attempted explanation on the Nashville bombing. It didn't get totally memory hold, but the FBI has concluded its investigation. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So they said on Monday that this, for those of you that don't remember, it was a Christmas Day bombing in Nashville. The guy uh, parked that van outside and then that creepy song came on that called downtown and then there was a countdown like you have 50 minutes to evac evacuate yeah. the area and nobody was injured and so then there were some theories we talked about um we likened this to the vegas shooting at the time and then it uh, came out that he was kind of like a he was a conservative i mean i don't know that he was conspiratorial or anything like that but there was those 5g theories do you remember those yeah which is why then, they said he targeted the AT&T building. Right. And yeah. then I heard that there were theories about uh, Dominion voting. Oh, right, yeah, right that's near right. There. Yeah, all the Dominion servers. Yeah. So the FBI said that the bomber's intention was just to kill himself due to several life stressors, including paranoia, eccentric beliefs, and deteriorating interpersonal relationships. But they said that the bombing was not an act of terrorism um, because he just wanted to end his own life. 
And he did not intend to use the the bombing as a means of social or political change, which is why they didn't call it domestic terrorism. And then there was also no indication that Warner was targeting any people or entities in Mm. the downtown quarter. So they said Warner specifically chose the location and timing of the bombing so that it would be impactful while still minimizing the likelihood of causing undue injury because nobody was there on Christmas Day. Okay. So I'm pleased that they said he's not a domestic terrorist, <laughs> but like the Vegas thing, I'm sick of this this attitude that people do stuff like this for no reason at all. Like life stressors. Both events know. required tremendous planning and organization over a long period of time. You yeah. don't do that on a whim without any reason to do it. However, he didn't kill anybody. So I'm more able to believe the FBI's findings on this than the Vegas shooting. Like you don't kill 57 people for no reason, but causing a lot of property damage because of life stressors and paranoia. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was interesting. We were talking about this earlier and you told me the FBI did a fine job on this one. And and then I realized what you meant, or as as you explained, what you meant is the FBI did not politicize this to frame right wing politics or something yeah. like that that's a fine job now it's just saying oh, we don't really know moving on nothing to see yeah. here that's a great I job I wasn't like this was they did an excellent job I was like they didn't know it's a, okay they did, they did a fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> the bar is very low from the FBI it is very days. low the fact yeah. I can't believe that they didn't call him a domestic terrorist I thought that they were going to use every opportunity here mm-hmm. but he didn't kill anybody so why would they even bother I guess mm-hmm. well lastly before we get to Biden and the stair incident In headlines that shock absolutely nobody and are totally predictable. I don't think this is even the first case of this. I know there was somebody else who was involved. It was in Chicago. Yeah. Somebody else involved in this, these national drag queen story hours at libraries who is now convicted of child pornography. This particular one. Yeah. The other one was um, some Mexican dude uh, in Chicago. I have unclear memories of it, but I know we talked about it. I think he actually diddled a kid too. So this one, this guy wasn't touching kids. He just had pictures. He had two adopted kids. So I'm sure they got molested plenty. Um, So this gay Milwaukee judge, a judge. Mm -hmm. I was told juvenile court too. Is that true? Yes. He he loved the young troublemakers. This guy. Yeah. yeah, He was the juvenile court judge. Um, Arrested on child pornography charges. He formerly served as the president of an organization that offered Drag Queen Story Hour Club. 38-year-old Brett Blom, Blom, Blom. I don't know how to say this. Blom? Let's I, go with that. Uh, can I, I wonder if there's an archive of this. Um, Tuesday, held him overnight in Dane County Jail, according to the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He's been charged on Wednesday with seven counts of possession of child pornography, showing abuse of young boys. Each count carries a minimum three years. So he's going to get minimum 21 years and a maximum sentence of 15 plus 10 years of supervised release. So this is going to be like probably a life sentence. And hmm. he uploaded the child porn from his home, but also judges chambers. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the most tragically ironic shit I have ever heard. I know. Oh, my God. And he and his husband share two adopted children. Shared period or shared past tense, I should say. 
Well, I mean, yeah, CPS mm. is involved now. But his children were not featured in the child pornography, to be fair. But I am a thousand percent sure that they've been getting molested. He I had mean, a Twitter account. It's gone now. That's what I was trying to search for. See if there were some pictures on this uh, Twitter account. He p- apparently posted a happy holidays message that's quoted in this Daily Caller piece. But uh, the photo Where do is I even gone. start with no this? Archive. First of all, why as a nation are we allowing gay men to adopt children? Why are we doing that? Oh, you're going there. All right. That is fucking insane. That's crazy. It's like, oh, let's just give these uh these men in this relationship where they perform sodomy on each other all the time two young boys that are not related to them so that they can get diddled by this weird gay couple. Like, why are we doing this? The uh the trouble with this topic too is getting any sort of objective research on it is basically impossible. You will not yes. get Oh man, we did so much research for the lesbian cliff divers about domestic abuse mm-hmm. and I could not find anything because they won't do research on this yeah. or at least won't release it after. I, I Speaking honestly, I'm a little bit conflicted about this because on the one hand, um, is it exactly the same as a traditional marriage? No, I don't think it's exactly the same as a traditional marriage. Do I think there are probably... Uh, households, gay households that would be a better place for a kid than certain other circumstances? Probably. How do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, we'll always circle back to the lesbian cliff divers. Those five <laughs> Okay, lesbians kids- are out, for sure. I, like, let's for just- sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those five that, kids were growing up in the Houston ghetto with a single mom. Yeah. And multiple fathers. I think some of them came from the same house and then some of them came from well, other that, houses. That's, that's the problem with a lot of this. For ideological reasons, because count me on team best interest of the child, 100%. Yeah. To get an objective assessment of what the differences might be, you basically can't study that because no academics are willing to do that, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's basically banned. And then when you do have abuses, like the lesbian couple... There was a major reluctance to seriously investigate them because they are the ultimate virtue couple. They were the lesbian couple with the adopted African children or whoever. So nobody wanted to actually go hard on that, even though they were legitimately recreating Ethiopia in their house by starving their children. These kids had the bloated stomachs from starvation and then they drove them off a cliff and and they drove them off a cliff. They were better off being raised by their single mother in the Houston ghetto. Uh, it's hard to imagine a worse scenario than what they were put into. They're dead. So anything, literally anything would have been better than that. Well, they were, yeah, but they were going through a hellish experience even prior, you know? Yeah. Um, so are we going to act like, like gay couples are in totally normal relationships? I want to be as precise as possible. Again, best interest of the child is where I stand. It's just to get an assessment on that is so freaking difficult. And this, so you end up with situations like this, but. Okay. I'll assess it right now. Um, people, heterosexuals in a marriage, uh, and then they have to be evaluated for all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But I guess to what extent are you willing to apply group data to individuals looking to adopt? Does a, does an abuse tendency in the lesbian community means mean that no lesbians should ever adopt or does a yes. Okay. But would you, would you apply that to every demographic? If there are negative tendencies of a certain demographic, you can't adopt. You know, I would. Okay. Well, okay. As long as you're consistent, I can see where you're coming from. You can I, keep asking follow-up questions. I don't he, care about my reputation. He, here's what I would say is that as lo- <clears throat> the other thing I care about too is the standard has to be consistently applied. 
if it's not if it's not a what I worry about is if you you take group data and apply it to the individual, that's not really a recipe for justice in any scenario for, for anybody. We don't convict people of crimes based on a group statistic. uh, Yeah, that's fine. But it's a recipe for child rape to give a gay couple, a bunch of little boys. And that's the compound. That's the issue here. Cause what I'm talking about is whether or not we punish an individual is that a proper way to characterize the adoption of a child? Is the denial of adoption punishment or is that just reserving the opportunity for the best possible scenario? It's not a right to adopt a child. It's not your right. I agree, but I do think that it should be. I think the burdens that are present currently are probably overburdensome. And I think we have a lot of kids who are stuck in bad situations with parents who are eager and willing to adopt. I, I, I want it. I want the relative ease. I want it to be relatively easy for good people to adopt. I guess the question is, how do you evaluate good? To be fair, children that go through the foster system are very often sexually abused by heterosexuals as well. Hmm. Um, the foster system, it's it's a, it's a crapshoot. It's really bad uh, across the board. However, like we can't act like this was clearly not going to be a problem. This is exactly what the Seattle mayor did, too. Let's start with no drag queen story hour. All right. If you're, if you are a participant <laughs> in or a promoter of drag queen story hour, you're out, you're banned. That's yeah. it. <laughs> in this case, there was clearly a, an involvement in the indoctrination of children at, at best. Um, and of course it turned out to be the worst case scenario, which was actual child pornography. Uh, and there's no surprise there. I mean, we've been saying like, you're just trying to, make us accept pedophilia on some level with this drag queen story hour. And everyone's like, you're so fucking paranoid, blah, blah, blah. The slope keeps getting slipped. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's enough seriousness. Let's get to the real news of the week, which is Joe Biden fell up the stairs. Haven't been able to talk about it yet. (gasps) By now you've seen the clip. Assuredly it was on Friday afternoon. Joe Biden was spryly jogging up the stairs to air force one until he wasn't tripping three times on the climb in rapid succession. Here's the clip. One, two, three. He does make it to the top and turn around. Okay. The White House is saying it was just the wind. White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says, quote, it's pretty windy outside. It's very windy. I almost fell coming up the steps myself. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield tweeted, quote, I'm happy to report that the president is just fine and did not even require any attention from the medical team who travels with him. Nothing more than a misstep on the stairs. Kamala Harris. To be fair, I'm going to say something fair to Joe Biden right now. Those are the the littlest stairs I've ever seen. They're like four inches tall. It's like a little mouse running up them. I'd to, fall too. To be fair to him, this is also not the first time we've had presidential issues with the stairs into Air Force One. Definitely not the first time. So it's not as though this is unprecedented. We've seen things like this in the past. Have we seen three falls in a row in combination with some of the other mental lapses? You be the judge. Kamala Harris... Sorry, Kamala Harris was actually watching live. Did you catch her live reaction to this uh, event? I did not. Now check this out. 
So she's pretty thrilled. Terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't know if that means that she's the one who actually will get the job, if the job becomes available or not. Who knows? Now, Ugh. does all of this matter? Like I said, it's not the first time. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Does this all matter? Oh. I don't know. Does anything matter? It's not the first time this has ever happened. I do, as I mentioned, I think this is a fantastic metaphor metaphor for his presidency. Generally, he just keeps tripping and stumbling, yet also still ascending, still climbing. Yeah. And we're all supposed to watch it and say, yeah, you know what? That's totally normal. There's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. This is a totally normal thing that just happens all the time. That's one reason that it matters is because it's kind of the Biden presidency and the Biden campaign and the election in a microcosm. And I like that. Yeah. Another reason it matters is because Joe Biden campaigned otherwise in a clip that has aged more poorly than Joe Biden himself. Joe told reporters in September that he uh, he's awesome at running on ramps and it's Trump who can't handle these agility tests. And the Trump campaign has suggested Biden has lost a step. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay, come on. Thank God my health is good. But I'm a great I'm a great respecter of fate. I realize anything can happen to anybody at any age, any time. But I promise you, I would not be running unless I was in very good health. I work out every morning and I am in relatively good shape, as my mother would say, knock on wood. Well, consider the wood not, I would say. Yeah, that is the most that's a boomer thing to say, I should say. But he's silent generation being like anybody, anything can happen to anybody at any age. Uh, Yeah, but especially when you're fucking old yeah like you're so old you're you're gonna die soon soon it's amazing you're still alive is he though we'll get to the green screen moment he might be a total digital projection at Maybe. this point yeah uh he might be a 100 deep fake projection at this point the other reason it matters though is, is uh because of course the scrutiny was strongly applied anytime Trump so much as hesitated to take a quick enough step on a stair set or a ramp. That's part of what Joe Biden was talking about. And there are numerous instances of press uh, of the press literally scrutinizing Trump's every step. Yeah. Yeah. You go back and uh, watch this CNN report from 2017 when Trump held Theresa May's hand walking down a small staircase. This was the subject of an entire CNN investigation. Uh, A case of chivalry or a phobia. A theory about why President Trump grabbed the British Prime Minister's hand, now getting the thumbs down. CNN's Jeannie Moss explains all this. The BBC headline, Donald Trump is scared of stairs? President Trump held May's hand because he has bathmophobia, a fear of ramps and stairs. Ever since first hearing about the phobia rumor, <laughs> I've become slightly obsessed with watching President Trump watch his step. Really watching his step coming down the stairs of the Capitol, even while climbing just a couple of steps at the White House. Coming off his plane, eyes on his feet, clutching the railing. When asked if the president has fear of stairs, a White House spokesperson said, no offense, but this is an absurd question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get those questions this time. I I doubt the same curiosity and uh, investigative vigor will be applied to Joe. Uh, Drew Holden over on Twitter was very thorough with this Twitter thread. Of all the cases of uh, all of our journalist elites and their theories about Trump's staircase troubles. 
this wasn't too long. This was last summer, not even a year ago. CNN is publishing the piece. Why the Donald Trump West Point ramp story actually matters. Do you remember? Do you remember <laughs> Trump kind of gingerly walked down a ramp while giving a speech at West Point? No, <laughs> they made a whole story of it, whether he was healthy or not. And Trump had said, well, it was raining and kind of slippery. So I had someone yeah. assist me. And then there were investigations Well, you could see the sun is out. How could it have been wet? The sun was out. Clearly, it would have dried the rain. It was a whole thing. My God, what an extraordinary waste of time. What are these people yeah. going to do for the next few years? Well, they're not going to apply it to Joe. That's all I know. And they're not asking the important questions too, like, why is Joe dog whistling to his alt-right supporters like Trump always did? I don't know if you noticed, but when Joe fell, he his body perfectly formed a swastika. He was clearly <laughs> signaling to his Nazi supporters. And nobody nobody in the press even cares about this. This was their biggest issue with Trump. Well, I can get on board with that. Maybe I should support <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden was winking at uh, Richard Spencer with this with this uh, fall. It's 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 all right there. I don't know how you well, could old deny Dick it. Dick did vote for Joe. I remember. He gave a serious, enthused, non-ironic endorsement of Joe Biden. And nobody ever asked Joe Biden about his alt-right support and why yeah. he won't disavow. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, memes, Don Jr. posted this meme video of his dad golfing and the ball hitting Joe on the staircase. Now that, uh, in case you can't tell, that is not authentically what happened. That is, those are different pieces of video spliced together to give the impression that Donald Trump had hit a golf ball, which then struck Joe Biden, causing him to thank fall. You, that's, thank you. That's yep. not what happened. And we know that thanks to our fact checkers at the Hill. Trump Jr. <laughs> shares edited video, edited video showing his father knocking Biden down with a golf Are ball. Are you serious? That is not, yeah, it was spliced together. Don't be duped by this meme. And the uh, the Hill reached out to Twitter to ask if this misinformation violates their policies. Uh, they got confirmation from Twitter that video does not violate Twitter's misinformation policies. So, you know, it's it's the Wild West on Twitter. They're not willing to they're not willing to correct the record on this one. What a waste of time. Don't yeah. these people feel bad about wasting their own life doing this? Well, who else stuff? will tell the truth? <laughs> there were a lot of rough outings for Joe this week. That was just one no. of them. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good about the prediction that he's out by the 4th of July or maybe not. Maybe he's long. Okay. Maybe he's out long ago and this is just going to go on. The best theory for Joe that I've heard is that Joe is basically a placeholder or a non-threatening figure for them to prop up and puppeteer. And he's basically cover for them to put forth all of their radical policy agenda, which they continue to do. Yeah. So, so they kind of need Joe to be the least threatening person possible. If he were to be replaced, I, that's one of the reasons I'm skeptical that they would put in Kamala in to replace him. Just because nobody likes her. And she, yeah, you can more credibly paint her as an actual radical. Joe Biden hides as a, a supposed moderate, even though he's just cover for basically actual communists. But would she do what they say? I think yes. <clears throat> well, she'll do anything for power. It's just a question of what they want. Yeah. But Joe Biden doesn't seem power hungry to me. Mm, no, he I mean, seems, I, don't, I don't think uh, he's the one. I don't think the one, he's the one who has power right now. I think he's a front for it. 
No, but Kamala Harris seems power hungry to me. Yeah, so I 100%. think that they would really take a step down if he if he lost uh, his position. I'm kind of with you. Yeah. Joe, uh, whatever's going on, maybe Kamala is running the show, even though I doubt it, because the biggest piece of evidence against that is that she was totally oblivious to the serious strike. She was out of the loop and pissed about it. Regardless, uh, Joe again called Kamala President Harris while giving a speech about vaccine distribution this week. Because we believe that speed and efficiency must be matched with fairness and equity. Now, when President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona. President Harris and I. All right. Well, then there was the great green screen controversy. And up top, I just want to state, I think that this the characterization of as this as some big fake, some big conspiracy theory. I think it's overstated, but I think it's entertaining to look at and think about. So on Wednesday, Joe was speaking to reporters outside the white house and was asked about visiting the Southern border. And during his answer, his hand appeared to clip two microphones or go in front of two microphones as though he was green screened onto a different background. Uh, no. And what's double weird, you can consider this double weird or a validation that it's not fake, that it it looks weird at two different angles, actually. And I have both angles played in real time and slowed down. Check it out. So it's his right hand there. Clip one. And it clips the second at one point, too. Different angle. Okay. Mm, I I don't know. That seems fine to me. It It looks a little weird, but it definitely looks weird. But the uh, the official fact checker explanation is that the mics and those fuzzy covers that are called dead cats are actually they are actually behind his hand relative to the camera because they're pushed so far forward by these long boom arms and. That can look weird on the screen because there's a lot of detail that's lost when the video is compressed to a uh, a lower resolution. And here's a guy who repeated he he did an experiment and basically was able to reproduce the exact same look in his backyard. You be the judge. This is a, a an attempted recreation. I recreated this in my backyard, <laughs> setting up a dummy dead cat on a stand. I walked up and did similar movements with similar results. It's just an illusion. And lots of people fell for it. It does look weird, but once you understand what's going on, it's pretty obvious. As usual, the illusion is magnified by poor quality video. Dead cats have very fuzzy edges, so are very hard to compress in video, losing lots of detail. Yeah, I. it looks about as weird on that footage as it does to me in the actual footage, so... Given the recreation of the effect, it seems likely to me that it's just an optical illusion. Um, and yeah, if they, I mean, none of this matters because he's going to die imminently. <laughs> so who cares? The other thing to me, if they did want to create some grand scheme and they, this was all a plot to fake this whole thing, why that, though? It was a question about going to the southern border. He said, I'm not going to go for now. It really didn't achieve anything. I guess the answer would be they fake literally everything. And this was just the moment where the technology broke down or the editing process broke down. Maybe, I guess, I I could believe they fake a lot of stuff. Trust me. But the second angle to me is the toughest part to get over too. Some people say it looks weird from both angles. I, I agree it does. But it seems very weird to me that you would have 
have the same editing mistake from both angles from as both opposed angles. to just one. Yeah. Their their quality control might not be great, but that's a pretty bad lapse if that was a lapse in the production. I mean, I will say this this the deep fake technology is getting so good. The Tom Cruise. It's gonna one, be the next election where we have to deal with this. After you referenced the Tom Cruise footage, I went back and watched it. I probably should have had it handy. It's incredible. If you have not seen the Tom Cruise deep fake, you gotta go watch it. It's the most convincing one I've ever seen. A lot of the ones prior, they always look a little off. This yeah. one if nobody said anything, you would definitely believe it's him. I mean, what are we going to do in the future? There are going to be so many uh, gay adopted parents, parent adoptees <laughs> molesting children, and they're going to be like, it's not me. There's it's a business opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, okay. Here's the best I can say for reasons why I might buy it, though, because it trended number one on Twitter. I'm sure just organically. This was not manipulated at all. It trended number one on Twitter this week. Uh, video of Joe Biden outside the White House is real, according to fact checkers. What? This is so trivial. Why would they care that much that that's the yeah. number one most important thing to debunk? That is a little odd to me. So what are they protecting here? Why is it so important that that needs to be the number one most seen topic in the country, at least on Twitter? Seems like they're protecting something, but that's the best I can say for the conspiracy theories on this one. Okay, just a couple stories on Joe, and then we'll take a break. This is I've buried the serious stuff, which I probably shouldn't. But we mentioned at the top how uh, Joe Biden's team and the Chinese had a meeting in Alaska this week. Yeah. And they were talking. uh, Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state, is he references some disappointment in China's human rights abuses and China just dunks on him saying, you guys have your own human rights abuses. Look at black lives matter and all the black people you kill. And he, he basically concedes the point. He's like, yeah, well, you, you have a point. We're an imperfect country and we do our best. Is there any other information on this? Uh, no, I if we're going to watch about? the clip, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. So here is the exchange between secretary of state, Anthony Blinken and a Chinese official. We'll also discuss our deep concerns with actions by China, including in Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Taiwan, cyber attacks on the United States, economic coercion toward our allies. We hope that the United States will do better on human rights. China has made steady progress in human rights, and the fact is that there are many problems within the United States regarding human rights, which is admitted by the U.S. itself as well. The challenges facing the United States in human rights are deep-seated. They did not just emerge over the past four years, such as Black Lives Matter. It did not come up only recently. So we do hope that for our two countries, it's important that we manage our respective affairs well, instead of deflecting the blame on somebody else. And he just grants the point. And that's a a constant quest to, as we say, uh, form a more perfect union. And that quest, by definition, acknowledges our imperfections, acknowledges that we're not perfect. Uh, We make mistakes. Uh, We we have reversals. We take steps back. Yeah, tell me about how China Uh, handles black people. What are you doing? What? I know, I know. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. I mean, this was like an international swirly or something like they just yes. like put our head in the toilet. Yes. Um, but also they used our weakness. Like you think they actually give a shit about our humans, human rights, violations? absolutely human not rights violations. No, they, they don't give a fuck, yeah. but they used our weakness 
uh, which is this cancel culture and Black Lives Matter and everybody's perception of all of this to to weaken us further on an international scale. It was actually beautifully done. I was kind of impressed. I feel so embarrassed for my country. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time, on a, a political level, a political oppos- opposition to the, to these leftist fools, yeah, that you just watched a guy effectively use their own narratives against them, and and they yeah. had to accept it or go against their own narrative. Their own because narratives. what was Anthony was Blinken really going to do if he pushed back and said, "Well, no, that's actually a bunch of bullshit," he'd have to undermine the the administration's entire claim about black lives matter and oppression of black people so he has to he has to maintain that and in doing so he has to he has to admit that that we have all sorts of faults now i guess if he wanted to maintain his perspective and dunk on china you could go on the attack and say we have some things to work on but you guys actually ban black people from mcdonald's and shit like that yeah and you kill muslims in mass yes so he it's not just that he got logic trapped it's also that he's a giant pussy Let's yeah. be clear. Like it was a combination yeah. of factors, but I, I, yeah, yeah, just I just feel saying like, get your house in order before yeah. you criticize it. I was like, wow, China's going to take over the world. I have to respect <laughs> that. And I say that I don't appreciate China. I don't like China. I don't want to be on team China. And I'm funny, not though. It's we got dunked. It sucks. Like it's such a weird thing. Cause I feel so embarrassed for my country, but there's a part of me that appreciates watching their political perspective fall apart. I don't want to be so anti-Biden and anti-Democrat that I'm pro-China. I am not. Everybody at this table sucks. But good Lord, uh, our, if this is the future of the of the two countries where China is asserting dominance and being aggressive and our country is just going to lay down for it, uh, learn to speak Mandarin because it's coming for you. This, this, yeah, is, this is. is bad news. We're there not going to stop them with our uh, pregnant woman China. front line. You know, we're screwed. Tucker was right about that. Yeah. Um, they really are harvesting masculinity. Uh, and they understand the necessity of a unified nation culturally mm. in ways that we do not. Um, I mean, China is going to overtake us. I mean, how are we possibly going to stand up against this? We Build can't even your- do it in a, in a diplomatic discussion. Build your mountaintop outpost and hope the ATF doesn't show up. That's my advice. <laughs> and then not only that, but we're getting dunked. We're getting dunked on. Oh, I, there's one more thing on China. Uh, I don't know if this is true. This is reported by Jack Posobiec and it's per an unnamed White House official. So take it with a grain of salt. But you notice there was a purple haired woman sitting next to Anthony Blinken. I didn't. Yeah, a purple haired lady. And apparently Biden got pissed that we had a purple haired lady at the table and yelled at Anthony Blinken about it. So but who knows? Again, unnamed White House official. I just thought the claim is funny. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. More getting dunked. This Putin thing is so funny. Yeah, we got wrecked by Vlad, too. Yeah. So I guess what happened was I, I, I was unaware of the Stephanopoulos interview with Biden. But Stephanopoulos asked Biden if he thinks Putin is a killer and Biden said, mm-hmm, I do. And then before issuing the challenge I'm about to talk about, uh, Putin reacted to Biden's comment by saying, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Excellent. And like China, uh, he said the U.S. is guilty of killing of Native Americans during colonization and injustice faced by African Americans. I like China and 100% sure that Putin doesn't give a shit about either of these things. They're just, they're so smart in using their own stupid logic against them. They, politically, really that's easy. smart. 
Again, not an endorsement of Russia, not an endorsement of China, just political strategy here. It's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's great. And it's going to work. Um, so Putin said, I've just thought of this now. I want to propose to President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it basically live as it's called, without any delays and directly in an open, direct discussion. It seems to me that would be interesting for the people of Russia and for the people of the United States. And I also thought this was <laughs> this was really funny. I don't want to put this off for long. Um, I want to go this weekend and relax a little so we could do it tomorrow or Monday. We're ready at any time convenient for the American side. (laughs) (laughs) God, dude, this is the this is the sort of of fun. Just the trolley fun that we had with Trump that we don't have anymore, rightly or wrongly. Yeah, we lack that. It's a it's a major bummer. So I I do really like Putin. I do. (laughs) I do. I don't know what to say. I mean, Russia's looking great these Russia's days. Russia's looking pretty good. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Uh, but he handled this so perfectly. Like, uh, I'm gonna have sex with the young ladies and relax and get a massage and ride a horse or maybe a bear this weekend. But then after, <laughs> I will slay you in a live debate. Yeah. Also, you killed the Native Americans. Oh man. Boom. Dick slap. Rough day. Rough week. Good god. Country's in rough shape, but we'll carry on. Uh, we are overdue for a break. Mm, okay. So let's do that. Uh, D live is live. So I can open up the treasure chest for you guys. I'll get that going. Appreciate you guys hanging out on D live. Oh, we got, we got lots of super I chats. figured oh, yeah. it might be a little bit of a wild night. It is. Holden Mulray. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior are children of one's youth. Thank you. Well, thank you. you all. Appreciate it. Long Don John says, Matt and Ping 2 once made love and well, you saw the stream title. Congratulations to Matt. All he needs now is a hit piece and his <laughs> life will be complete. I one, know. One achievement at a time. We're getting there. You, you know what yeah. you need to do. Jacob I think says, fatherhood will be easier than getting the hit piece at this point. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, money towards some diapers for both of you now. Be yeah. sure to buy before Biden bucks. Inflation makes your savings worthless. That's I know. true. Uh, fill the entire crawl space with uh, with diapers. That's a plan. Yeah. Bernie Weatherman. What answer to this question doesn't get you trouble? Um, would the U.S. be a better place if they had never brought over slaves from Africa? Ooh, spicy. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a spicy take because, of course, there were all kinds of moral implications with doing so. Just, just on a moral level, yes, because yeah, of, you'd be better course. off with slavery regardless of the racial situation that I gather the question is more geared toward. Just on a moral level, would you be better off if you never had slavery? Yeah, and that's but that's true for every society too. But would African-Americans, African-Americans, would they be better off? Uh, of course not. No, definitely not. I think Muhammad yeah. Ali made that point once and got in big trouble for it. Was it him? Someone said like, yeah, Somebody slavery sucked, but I'm actually thankful for it in a weird way because here I am. Yeah. I forget if it was him who said that. There was some famous athlete who said that and got wrecked Not in it. gorgeous, politically stable Africa. It's um, getting there. Wakanda's coming. Sinkar, bro. Hey, Matt. Thanks for letting me on first for the call-in show to talk about uh, no shoot artwork in Baltimore. I really appreciate it. Also, congrats on the baby. That was a good call. Oh, thank, thank you. For you. Yeah. In. And uh, thanks for patrolling the mean streets, man. Baltimore is a rough place as I understand. So appreciate the work that you're doing. And uh, as always, if you get more information on the political ongoings in Baltimore, send them my way. Uh, the story that we were talking about where they, there are activists who want to pay the murderers not to murder. 
It's totally working. Let me know if that if they implement that plan. I want to hear about it. Jonathan Howard, Matt and I once made love, but the baby doesn't look like me. Congrats. <laughs> I'm sorry. I uh yeah, we well, I guess I haven't gone I'm only assuming that I'm the father. I haven't gone to Mari yet, so <laughs> I was, I'm working on an assumption here. We'll see if I get a surprise on the, the kid's oh, birthday. Oh god. Yeah. She's she's not gonna be happy about this. Uh Tony Padilla <laughs> said uh, Mom, how was I made? Well, Matt and I once made love. I knew the Matt and I once made love <laughs> jokes would be, be good today. Yeah, we have an answer to that question the first day it comes. M. Yelling says, I can't watch tonight, but just wanted to say congratulations to Matt on the big announcement. Oh, thank Ayo. you. Appreciate it. Baby Blonde says, oh, yeah, Matt Jr. and I are going to grow up and straight terrorize them lefties. Just wait and see <laughs> why you ask, because I am one badass baby. Hey, Mom. Tell him how I claw and scratch and fight. I yeah, it's really rough. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I looked down at her and me and we're covered in blood and I I had to like examine myself for scratching. I I didn't even know where it came from because wow, maybe you're just so used to it at this point it doesn't even phase you. Did it come from yeah. you? It came from her, but she had scratched herself. Oh okay. Yeah, it's miserable. Um, I bought PN. Big donation. Uh, congratulations, Matt. Here's a little something extra for Junior. Thank you so much for for um, appreciate it very appreciate much. It. Daniel Kunkel. I says, am not going to be niggardly. Secretary of State Blinken being called out as weak by his Chinese counterpart is more than just bad optics. When a rival power views you as weak, they may escalate situations they might uh, otherwise not have. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Stewart says, Uncle Joe, we are a strong country. CCP will be happy to meet with you. The conference room is at the top of the stairs. Tiny little stairs. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed in that case. I saw another meme that said, when Joe comes for my guns, it's going to be totally fine because I keep my safe, you know, upstairs. He'll yeah. never get to them. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, Lightbringer says, congrats, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for that. Jenny says, congratulations, Matt. Here's some stimmy for the wee little baby. I'm excited and happy for you both. May God bless you. God has blessed you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Ryan F. Just here to say congrats, Matt, on starting your new family. I'm sorry. Do you hear that? <laughs> we have a very appropriate soundtrack right now. She's like, yeah. Rah! yeah. Um, the freedom loving population just ticked up by one. Thanks, I Ryan. hope so. I'll try to uh, raise the young one right in that uh and that's part. Maybe we'll be reading uh, the Federalist Papers as uh, you know, night, uh, bedtime stories. Mark Laflamme, just as I was with Blonde, I find myself absurdly giddy over the news. Excellent copulating, Matt. Happy for you and Ping. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. No, we, we are very thankful and grateful that um, that everything's gone well so far and that we were able to have good luck uh, timeline wise. Man, like I, I know a lot of people struggle for a long time. And uh, I, I know that can be really stressful and really hard. So I'm, I'm thankful that so far we haven't had to go through those stresses. So, so thank you for that. And then they're going to be two babies screaming in the background saying, yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Raposo, some shekels for the little one. Congratulations, Matt, on thank the you. new addition to the family. Well, it's just um, a clump of cells for now. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're still considering our options, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's thinking like I, eight month abortion. I hate to go there, but it, it obviously it has been illuminating in that way. You know, finding that heartbeat, seeing that heartbeat, learning about the development of the organs and all this at this stage, which keep in mind, my wife is 12, 13 weeks at this point. There's a she's lot of like she's 14 weeks. now. I think. Yeah, maybe 13, 14. There are a bunch of bills in Montana 
that are on the verge of being signed in by the governor that will restrict abortion in a number of ways, starting at 20 weeks. And it's causing yeah. all kinds of political controversy. And here I am experiencing that political reality in the context of having a child in the womb at an age almost two months shy of that and thinking, you're telling me that there would be no moral implications to heading down to the Planned Parenthood and saying, I, you know, we gave it a test run. It's not for us. Just not the right time. Are you like to see that heartbeat and to see that child and to flush that as though there's no life that Nothing you're there. taking out. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just a hideous thing to do. And, and, and we're almost two months shy of the deadline that the state is talking about. And people are still saying that that's uh, that's tyranny. That's burden. That's overly burdensome. That's it's crazy. You know, Chrissy Teigen, she lost um, a baby that she had to like go into labor and everything uh, at, I think, 26 weeks. Yeah. Yet she has openly advocated for third trimester abortion. It's insane. But she was I, devastated about losing the baby. It's like, don't you a, see? A lot of the argument, I remember AOC saying a lot of times women don't even know they're pregnant. Okay. I'm not a woman. I don't know the bodily changes firsthand. But I can tell you, based off my wife's experience, uh, you know, like you have to you have to be ignoring a lot not to know that you're pregnant at that stage. Wait, she was saying they don't know they're pregnant at in the third trimester. I think she was saying to be fair to her, I think she was saying pre heartbeat. But still, that's like six, seven weeks in. Yeah, you have a pretty good idea. Yeah. You have some periods are regular. Yeah, yeah, you have some changes that you should be aware of that should be indicators. Like a week after conception, I was like barfing every morning. Yeah. I threw uh, up on the stream. You remember that? Yeah. Without getting too personal, it's been, it's been a little rough around here in that department too. So, you know, appreciate uh, the wifely effort on that front. Uh, Let's just do a few more. Uh, Mark M says, have you heard any Caucasian-ness vaccine is covered by insurance, put this on early pacifier. You'll need it. Uh, we're going to talk. We'll talk <laughs> the about euthanasia this. vaccine. Is that what you're talking about? No, I think he's talking about the, um, the white pandemic vaccine. Right. Yeah. The one where they put you down for being white is what I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. Daniel Bennington. Hey guys, just got back from the free state of Florida and was bummed out on my return. But then remember that my Sandy safe space was tonight. Congrats Excellent. on the baby, Matt. And love the braid blonde. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you had a fun time in Florida. Right wing death squad engineer. Matt and I will not make love until we get a Matt and I once made love shirt. Congrats on the baby snow. We don't have that shirt. (laughs) I guess I don't. Uh, And that's not because I made a deliberate choice not to have it. I don't have a graphic design done of it. I could just do a simple text design. Do I want to promote this? I mean, the whole time I've thought it's over. I mean, it's already done. Remember when we started the show, you were like, I just want, you know, the catchphrases to come up organically and then we'll just roll with it. Yeah. But this is one, too, that like it's. I don't want to fight it because if you fight it, then the, the everybody heard wave, it here. Matt's not going to fight you. The meme you wave. You want to make love with him. The meme wave <laughs> can't be stopped if you start trying to censor people and stop people. That said, do I want to go as far as to make a T-shirt? I don't know. Um, I'm. <laughs> if you're an inspired graphic designer, may uh, send me a submission. Maybe, maybe I'll consider it. I'm not making any promises right now. I tried to fight the blonde disease thing and you saw how that went. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but that's a perfect name. I know. Yeah. Uh, let's Bl- we need a blonde disease survivor t-shirt. <laughs> blonde disease survivor onesie. Yeah. I beat blonde disease and you can too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, okay. I'm going to read a couple over on Streamlabs, or uh, not Streamlabs, Streamlabs Bandas, Tippy Stream. <laughs> That's right. Phil says it would be nice if all the folks feeling white guilt would just take the, <laughs> would stop already. <laughs> I'm tired of their simping for outgroups and their whining about more racism. Yeah, well, God, is there, is seriously, is there anybody worse than the protective white leftist, the white leftist who has to speak on behalf of everybody else? It's the worst possible. Late to the party says, congrats, Matt Jr. And Matt, what's the first firearm you'll put in his, her, they, them, Zer's hands? Yeah. Um, probably none to begin with. Uh, but uh, as, as the kid grows older, I will certainly teach responsible firearm ownership and respect and skills and all that stuff. But I definitely won't mess around. Not that an infant is going to do anything, you know, but I just as far as children and firearms, I'll be very disciplined about that. I don't want to mess around with, with that sort of thing and firearm security and, and all those things. Phil also says on the brighter note, Matt, congrats on the coming fatherhood. Uh, it's a definite white pill in the strain in this strange time period. I agree a hundred percent. I know that there's a lot of people that have worries about having and raising kids in such a, uh, with such a pessimistic political and social outlook. Yeah. But I, I, in the same way, I feel like going to church is having is an act of rebellion. I, building a family is an act of rebellion. You want to fight yeah. against these people? Have a family. You want to build a life that matters and a life that will fill you with purpose and be worth getting up for every day? Have a family. Have a family. It's an act of subversion these days, isn't it? And I know that there's a lot of obstacles that we face, but my God, there were people doing this when we had to fight off saber-toothed tigers and stuff. I think yeah. we'll find a way, and even if it is extremely difficult, how do you get through extremely difficult situations? Family. I don't want to do that alone. I need some sons way. to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Danny from Montana says, uh, I'm the only one in my extended family that doesn't, uh, truly buy into the Rona and I will not take the vaccine. Texas was, uh, Texas will not last. <laughs> Illegal immigrants are coming over <laughs> and it's only a matter of time. Do y'all have any recommendations for places to move to, uh, buy sense? Um, I, I keep recommending, like, if you really want the most insulated, Wyoming and the Dakotas are your best bet. But the economies there, you kind of have to have money or have, like, an online income online, yeah. to make that work. If you're looking for a job when you get there, the cost of living is extremely low, but your income prospect is also pretty low. Pretty low, yep. Uh, I don't know. North Idaho is going to get ruined soon, so. I don't know much about Idaho, but I think it's kind of on the same trajectory as Montana. It's a great place to live, great quality of life, but it, the secret's now, out. Yeah, yeah the, people have come in and they're on a quest to ruin it. Poet says, congratulations to you and your wife, Matt. I can tell you're going to be a great dad. Well, I hope so. Thank you for that. Okay, um, we're getting past time a little bit, so I'm going to pause there and I will come back to these. Appreciate it, guys. Check in on uh, Trovo and DLive real quick. Um, God, sorry, it's hard to navigate these. The Trovo is so confusing, but I think, I think I found where it left off. Okay. Chicago Greek zoomer says must mention baby name thoughts at the moment. Names matter. It's sort of sensitive because the wife and I don't have a ton of agreements on this. So once we yeah. know the gender, that'll narrow it down a little bit. I can say that, um, on boys names, we're in pretty solid agreement about the name Calvin. I like that name a lot. We might go with that. Girls' names are a lot dicier, and uh, I don't. I have my preferences, as I've mentioned on the Wednesday show a little bit. But I don't want to put my wife on the spot and try to. It sounds like you guys are moving in an alliterative direction. 
We do like C names and L names. Yeah. And maybe M names too. Hmm. And, and another thing I, I, I also like the girl's name. The girl's name Madison literally means son of Matt or child of Matthew. But the problem is because of the Madison river and the Madison mountains here, every third girl is named Madison and all the son names that I like sound weird with the last name. You can't have Madison Christensen. It's just too many sons. You can't, can't do that. So that's kind of out. Um, El Vicaro cast St. Patrick. Thank you for that. I love that name, but it's a non-starter and I don't, I don't want to be unfair to my wife because no, it's true. And yeah. Clementine Christensen is like a lot of name. It's long. And, and the difficulty I can't with, use it. Ugh. The difficulty with Clementine is I don't, it doesn't shorten very well either. You can go with Clem, but that's kind of awkward. It's kind of a full name or nothing. It's one of those. Yeah. 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 C2K says weekly UK update UK. Now illegal to protest this week. The government wants to give themselves six months more powers this weekend. Several anti-lockdown protests. Anyway, UK cops beaten up and squad vans set alight. The UK has lost patience with this lockdown bullshit. Congrats to you both on the baby news. I appreciate it, man. And I saw some, some footage coming out of Bristol in the UK. Absolutely Crazy. insane. Looks yeah. like Seattle or something. Yeah. I don't have uh, I I'm not up on what's going on there so we won't be talking about it formally tonight but uh perhaps Did you in see the that future. video from the Netherlands where uh, a cop just starts like beating a woman and then the man intervenes and it's just it, it this is crazy. No, I, I can't believe one. what's happening. I'll send it to you later. Um, Real quick, uh, one one more on DLive or just a couple more. Spud Ruckus says, Blonde, the judge was a family court custody judge. Okay, so maybe not juvenile, but uh, still well, deciding the fate of children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All set to return back to the news. I want to talk a little bit about Atlanta leading into this uh, whiteness is a pandemic topic. Of course, what sets all that up is what happened in Atlanta. And we haven't talked about that in detail, but everybody's basically familiar with with generally what happened on Tuesday. And the general screeching, of course, is that uh, this was obviously some white supremacist who targeted Asians for murder. And it's all Trump's fault for saying China virus. That's what we're supposed to believe. (laughs) We're many days removed now. And there are there's no indication that this case had anything to do with race or even politics per se. The shooter told investigators that he has long struggled with a sex and porn addiction and that he snapped and he took it out on these massage parlors. He would frequent because they, at least it's strongly implied, if not outright stated, maybe he's said this, I forget, but these are massage parlors. Plus they have extra services at these. I massage will not parlors. do that gesture, but <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. You'll create gifts for the internet to use. And the people who want to spin the racism narrative say, well, why would you believe the shooter? Why would you accept what he says? Well, fine. Don't believe the shooter. The fact is there's also testimony from his former roommate. And he was, uh, he was actually a roommate at this halfway house called Maverick recovery. I think the shooter was there because of this sex addiction. I'm not sure, but this roommate was there because he was a drug addict. In any case, they, they were roommates at this halfway house. And the, the roommate says that the shooter uh, throughout 2019 and, and parts of 2020 had a deep feeling of remorse and shame over his addiction to pornography and that he needed to return to prayer and to return to God. Huh. The, the roommate says, quote, in the halfway house, he would describe several of his sexual addiction relapses as he called them. He would have a deep feeling of remorse and shame and say he needed to return to prayer and return to God. So we have roommate testimony that this shooter struggled with that issue and 
wanted to be clean of that issue, but but couldn't quite do it. And according to investigators, the shooter uh, said he had visited these spas for sexual services prior. So these weren't necessarily randomly chosen. I think these were places that he himself went to for the services do plus. It. For the uh, no, I'm not going to do the physical gesture, but. <laughs> Now, people keep emphasizing the fact that six out of the eight dead were Asian. But why does that necessarily mean racial motive? Um, Doesn't that mean that just Asian women are more frequently prostitutes and massage parlors? That's the thing that nobody wants to talk about is how many of these Asian plus spa uh, Asian spas plus are there? And is that, in fact, a little bit disproportionate? I don't know the stats on it, but I can tell you just down the street from my house in a neighboring town, there was a korean spa plus <laughs> that was busted up for providing prostitution services this was within the last year or two so if you have a disproportionate amount of asian women willing to provide that sort of service and this guy has a vendetta against people providing that service yeah. you'll get a disproportionately asian result and the atlanta journal constitution basically admits that uh, the part of the explanation they say all oh, these asian women are are captured into sex work or something like they're unwilling participants maybe there's some of that i don't know i don't know uh, maybe they just really like giving hand jobs for money like it could be and and, it, and as far as the businesses that are spe- were specifically targeted in this case here's what the aj uh, ajc reports the two atlanta businesses targeted in tuesday's rampage had both held themselves out to the public with advertisements objectifying objectifying women in sexual stereotypes websites for both gold spa and aromatherapy aromatherapy feature women wearing tight-fitting clothing and striking seductive poses the aromatherapy website has graphics added to make the women literally sparkle one woman wears a lacy bra so it doesn't seem like they're even i don't have screenshots or anything but it would appear that they are pretty open about what you might expect when you arrive at this Mm -hmm. place. If it's disproportionately Asian women providing those services, you will get a disproportionately Asian result. That's not to justify what the shooter did, obviously, but it is to say that there's a perfectly plausible motive here that is not hatred of Asian people. Yeah. Yet we're still going to get Jen Psaki trotting up there. And uh, it was a really weird. She was asked, why do we keep seeing these increased attacks in Asians? And she says, well, Joe Biden is waiting for the FBI to describe motive. But also, uh, at least in this case, but as far as anti-Asian hate crimes generally, we know that's Trump's fault because Trump said China virus. Why does the president think attacks on Asian Americans are increasing in this country? I think there's no question that uh, some of the damaging rhetoric uh, that we saw uh, during the prior administration, uh, blaming, uh, you know, calling COVID, uh, you know, the Wuhan virus or other things, um, uh, led to, um, you know, um, perceptions of the Asian American community that are inaccurate, unfair, uh, have uh, raised. you know, threatening, uh, have, has elevated threats against uh, Asian Americans. And we're seeing that uh, around the country. What a bunch of word salad. It could yeah. have been any other characteristic that they share anyway. There's no evidence that this was at all related to the coronavirus or people's perception of Asians. No, the, one, there's no evidence that that these women were targeted because they were Asian. Even if they were, there's no evidence that it was the China virus characterization that caused him to target Asians. And, um, 
and and as far as this narrative about Asians being targeted at an increasing rate, I made a video about this yesterday. I broke down all the data. If you want to go check that out, I'll give you the the brief version here just in case you missed it. But even if there is a slight rise in anti-Asian hate crime in 2020 and that they're talking about, it's you look at the FBI statistics on hate crimes still at relative lows for the last 25 years, not relative highs. So you have that problem. The report that they're referencing about anti-Asian hate crimes rising in um, in 2020 they're talking about 122 hate crimes. Okay. In the context of tens of thousands of violent crimes in these urban centers. So we're, we're talking, it's not a, it, to call it a blip on the radar would be a massive exaggeration. We're talking yeah, about the tiniest yeah. sliver possible. Yeah. Even if it is, and what's, what's a compounding factor. You talk about hate crimes against Asians increasing. What else increased in 2020? The general crime rate, because we started defunding the police and ignoring crimes. Yep. So you have that problem. Okay. Beyond that, Asians are not disproportionate victims of hate crimes, according to the FBI data, or disproportionate victims of crime generally, according to Justice Department statistics. In fact, the only way that the crime statistics for when Asians are victimized are odd is that for all other races, crime generally happens intra-racially. So white people are generally victimized by other white people. Black people are generally victimized by other black people. In the case of Asians, it's a fairly even split. It's it's almost a third white, a third black, and a third other Asians attacking Asians. But the the largest group is black people. And that's not adjusted for population. Ooh. You're talking about a small percentage of society that's still attacking Asian people the most, 20, 27.5%, according to the latest release of data from the Justice Department. Those sound like hate statistics. Yeah, and you'll notice how we've had this problem ongoing for years. This is uh, the report in this, or the data in this report from the Justice Department from 2017 and 2018. It's a problem that we've had going on for years. I know that we've talked about certain instances. Remember the old Asian man who was picking up cans in San Francisco? Yes, Black yeah. guys attacked him and literally said, I hate Asians N word <laughs> like could not. If that's a hate crime, if there's a such thing as a hate crime. It's literally saying I'm doing this because I hate Asians while yeah. beating him with his yeah. can picker. And yeah. the DA in San Francisco is like, ah, we'll send him to uh, anger management and it's not a hate crime. So we never talk about this issue until what? Until a white guy commits a high profile crime. And we can try to say that it's some whiteness problem when the statistics don't bear that out, but they're going to try. Uh, if you're going to, I guess I have to appreciate that Vox at least tried to talk about this issue 10%. Honestly, they grant the premise that, yeah, um, there looks like there's a lot of black on Asian crime. They at least got that far, which (laughs) is harder than most news outlets get. Yeah. But then what explains it and what explains it? Here's the headline. The history of tensions and solidarity between black and Asian American communities explained sub headline really gets at it. How white supremacy tried to divide black and Asian Americans and how communities worked to find common ground. So the idea here is that racial hierarchies or racial animosity or in-group, out-group preference, however you want to call it, that is all a distinctly white and white supremacist creation. Listen to this paragraph. I'll try not to make your head explode. Ultimately, There is a failure to remember what got America to this place of racial hierarchies and lingering black Asian tensions, white supremacy. 
white supremacy is what cre- created segregation, policing, and scarcity of resources in low-income neighborhoods. Right. So, are we, you serious? We stole all the cool shit from the black people, so now they beat up Asians. That's what happens. As well as the creation of the model minority myth, all of which was a, was driven or has driven a wedge between black and Asian communities. In fact, it is white Christian nationalism more than any other ideology that has shaped xenophobic and racist views around COVID-19, according to a recent study. And for black and Asian American communities to move forward, it is important to remember the root cause and fight together against it. Oh, my God. This is the highest level mental gymnastics I've ever <laughs> scene you know this is why i like colian noir and, and other black people that are like listen we have problems innate to the black community they're they're willing to yes. accept responsibility and they want to move forward as a community without shedding their identity sure fucking great but the black community is never going to succeed at, at, so long as white people continue blaming white people for their problems they need to look inside and see why they are more criminal than other racial communities. If there's never an acceptance of any responsibility, it's not to say that the individual black person is responsible for what the data are, but, but to the point that you're making, the longer we promote these delusions, the more we refuse to hold those who are actually responsible accountable for what they're doing. And we just perpetuate it. This is my favorite piece about this argument. I mentioned it in the video yesterday. If I'm to accept this premise, I have to believe that white people are so advanced in our racism that we can mentally control other people to do our racist bidding for us. If I grant that premise, we must be Supreme because we have telepathic superpower. Okay. White people are super racists. If I, if I grant this, how could we not be Supreme? What? And as a black person, wouldn't you rather be like, um, fatherlessness is a huge problem in our communities and it's, it's lending to all these problems with criminality, yeah. um, rather than we've allowed ourselves to be totally mind controlled by a bunch of white people. Right. That is admitting submission in a way. Like yeah. we, we have been, we ha- we've been placed under some sort of weird mind control. It's such a bizarre way to explain these things away and then the democrats are the real races but i mean i would never say that an entire community of people is not responsible for their actions because i made them that way it's preposterous Uh, in any context in life everything gets better when you start assuming the problems in your life are problems because of you that, that whether it's true or not, even if even if the things around you that suck aren't your fault, if you assume that they are your fault and you do everything in your power to change them, your life starts getting a lot better. The longer you sit around pointing fingers at other people and saying it's the mind control white man who is uh, who has put us all into a murderous trance or something. Well, I don't know. It's I mean, never going to get fixed. Self-reflection is difficult. Yeah. And 100%. I think that uh, the black community lacks self-awareness largely. Uh and uh, they're lazy and they don't want to change things. Some, so. Susan. Some, but I mean, it's so much easier to just blame somebody else for your problems. We see plenty of, of white people do this, too. Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's it's just as defeating for any 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 race. Um, you know who I'm not seeing piss and moan about any of this stuff? Who's that? Asians. Uh, well, I see some of these like ultra, these professional Asian leftists doing it, but I don't. We'll get to it in a little bit, because to your point, I don't see a lot of like 
uh, San Francisco restaurant owner Asians doing this stuff because they're working too hard. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they're working really hard. Yeah, yeah, but there are some. We'll get to the hoax hate at the end of the show. There's some opportunism being taken. I want to talk about the whiteness is a pandemic explanation because, um, you know, why why stop at just uh, denying or, or rationalizing the reality uh, back into the narrative? Why don't you just go full genocidal in your explanation? We could do that. I <laughs> think. The fact that this is published and freely distributed, this is so much worse than 99% of the stuff censored off Twitter any day. I can't show a picture of my child in the womb, an ultrasound image, yeah. without getting soft censored on Twitter. But this this is the sort of stuff that gets algorithmic promo- uh, promotion. So this is from Damon Young over at The Root. The headline this week is Whiteness is a Pandemic. First few paragraphs here. Whiteness is a public health crisis. It shortens life expectancies. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. It devastates forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It flattens dialects. It infests consciousness. And it kills people. Did he write an article about blackness? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Let's White, look at the most polluted countries in the world and see what what race they are. Uh yeah, but I, there are definitely non-white countries that are pollution champions. I hadn't even thought of that. It's only non-white countries. <laughs> yeah. uh, white people and people who are not white, my mom included, they're there will be people who die in 2050 because of white supremacy induced decisions from 1850. Who? Tell me who. Hey, oh, my system killed There's some nonsense about how the coronavirus deaths are all the product of some white supremacist systems left over from 1850. Some, something like that. I could speculate is what he'd say. The, uh, the next paragraph. A line can be drawn from the actions of the white supremacist who walked into three Atlanta. First of all, they just call the guy a white supremacist. There's no evidence that he's a white supremacist. Yeah. The white supremacist who walked into three Atlanta area massage parlors yesterday and allegedly killed eight people. So he allegedly killed them. He admits to killing them. I love this. Yeah, he's like, I the killing. Yeah. The killing is alleged. The white supremacist title is not alleged. Okay. All right. Allegedly killed eight people, six of whom were of Asian descent, to the relentless anti-Asian rhetoric pollinating national discourse over the past year. How? Draw the line. How do you draw that line? There's no line to be drawn there other than they were Asian. Okay. Well, if you want to do that, then I can also draw a line between Trump's rhetoric and most of the crimes committed against Asians being done by black people. We're going to draw that line or is that implausible? This is the part that really matters though. This, this last paragraph at the end, white supremacy is a virus that like other viruses will not die until there are no bodies left for it to infect, which means the only way to stop it is to locate it, isolate it, extract it and kill it. Oh, I guess a vaccine could work too, but we've had 400 years to develop one. So I won't hold my breath. Well, (laughs) are you telling me the black community has had 400 years to develop something and didn't get it done? Wow. (laughs) That's his case, not mine. That's what he's arguing. I mean, (laughs) what would the world look like without white people? Can we talk about that for a second? This is, this is the sort of Gavin McInnes point. When he said this, I, that's exactly how I feel. I never really thought of myself as a white guy until you started telling me that I suck on account of it. And then I looked it up and we made all the best shit. Yeah. So I know. It's like, what, I know. What, what? Yeah. Uh, the, 
I, I, I'm basically speechless from this one. You, you can have the floor. That's not even a rhetorical question. Let's take a moment to look at the world without the presence of any white people. It yeah. is a burning tire. That's what happens. It's uh, China taking over everything. I, 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 do, do these people, and also they're going to have nothing to fucking complain about. Like you guys hate Asians now. Wait until there are no white people. It's going to get rough. It's good. Well, when China, when China takes us all over, I don't know. They'll probably treat us all equally poorly, but they definitely are not going to be kind to the black people. And then I just looked up this world. This, this pollution thing is perhaps the most absurd claim because the only people that care about pollution are, are white people. Nobody else gives a shit. So I looked up the most polluted countries in the world. We've got, you know, your obvious offenders, Bangladesh, Pakistan, India in the top, Mongolia, is it, Afghanistan. Is it, um, is it measured or is it per capita or how do they measure this? It is um, air quality. So just air quality in general. It's not even a population it says, thing. It's on IQ air. And okay. then it takes account in, in, into account um, population as okay. well. Okay. So um, it's all Middle Eastern, Asian countries, um, African countries, so many African countries. You have to get to number 35 to even get to a white country. What's this right wing propaganda site that you're looking at? IQair.com slash world most polluted world most polluted countries. That's all the URL. It's IQair.com slash US slash world most polluted countries with dashes in between. I don't want to type that whole thing. I'll take your word Uh, for it. And then, you know, all the Mexican and South American countries. And then uh, United States isn't even on here. All the Mexican countries like Mexico. <laughs> Is that what I just said? <laughs> all the Mexican countries. Yeah. Oh, I meant South American countries. That's you did not say, what I said. You, said. you said Mexican and South American countries. Oh, I guess okay. I, I just, it made it sound like Mexican countries. I had to crack it. They are all Mexico. Let's be real. <laughs> um, that wasn't that much of a Freudian. That was a Freudian slip. But yeah, it, it's preposterous to be like the United States and white people are calling, causing world pollution. We invented it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? This is so this is so crazy. I don't know. This is just race baiting grifter trash. It's it's just it's uh, the, even the last sentence. I don't know what he means. Like it has no more bodies to infect, and we have to extract it and kill it. Now, to be fair, he's saying we have to extract and kill white supremacy. But I also know that their definition of not that it's justified to do that. Period. But I know that their definition, this author's definition of white supremacy. He'll just assign that to a person like this shooter guy willy nilly. He doesn't need evidence to call you a white supremacist and therefore to to kill you and prevent you from infecting other bodies. I mean, this is this is uh, this is way edgier than than all the stuff you'll find censored on on most of YouTube, uh, on Twitter, on most big tech platforms these days. Well, of course. Yeah. I, I didn't understand this part about his mom. Is his mom white? Is that what he's saying? I think he's uh, to the people who are. White people and people who are not white, my mom included. That's an unclear phrasing. I don't know what that means. White people and people that are not white, my mom included. So, so his, I, his mom's I guess his probably, mom's not white. It would To me, that reads, because he's black. So that would read to me as though my mom is not white, but not black. Poor syntax from a black guy. Who would have, who would have thunk it? <laughs> um, All right. What's this guy's name? I got to. Damon Young. He, uh, you can follow the Twitter account. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's uh, I don't have it handy. It's like very smart black guys or something. Very smart brothers. Very smart brothers is the uh, column and the Twitter account. Brothers with brothers with an A, not ER. 
personal life, maybe? I don't know. Okay, let's talk a little bit of Rona. Fine. Because even uh, even as the vaccine is rolling out and the, the coronavirus numbers wa- uh, fall off a cliff, the uh, so-called experts insist that you can't get complacent and return to normal life. And that, of course, is a solid indicator that uh, their view on when your freedom will be restored is never. So we should probably stop listening to these people. And they're never going to grant you your freedom if you're expecting them to do that. During a Senate hearing this week, Rand Paul accused Dr. Fauci of uh, doing a theater act. Dr. Fauci was wearing two masks despite being fully vaccinated. He's had both doses, yet he's still wearing two masks to the Senate hearing. And on CNN, Jake Tapper pulled in Dr. Sanjay Gupta to explain why this post-vaccine masking is necessary. And from what I gather, he says that if you're immune from the vaccine, exposing the virus to you could prompt the virus to mutate. And that's bad. We don't want that. Here's the attempted explanation. What studies do you have that people that have had the vaccine or have had the infection are spreading the infection? If we're not spreading the infection, isn't it just theater? No, it's not. The vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let's get down to the facts. People who are vaccinated, they get exposed to the virus. The virus learns then how to sort of adapt and mutate now to a vaccinated person. So in some ways, by exposing vaccinated people to the virus, you, you could start to inspire more and more mutations, which is something you don't want to do. So until the vaccine is contained, I'm sorry, the virus is contained, I think, you know, uh, masks, at least in public, will be recommended. All right. So the only theater was what Rand Paul was doing in that hearing. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Got him. Oh, man. Take that. I like how he didn't ask any follow up questions, even though that was confusing as shit. Yeah. You try to follow the logic. I I was trying to do this. So I guess the thing that's difficult to follow about the logic to me there is. So then is the vaccine good or bad? (laughs) because if it's bad for me to be immune and thus prompt virus mutations should i want the virus to infect me so that it doesn't mutate i i can't i guess i guess mutation is bad but not as bad as not getting the vaccine so you still want to take the vaccine but still cover your mouth so that the virus can't get to you and mutate but even if it did, it wouldn't be a problem because you're immune. It, like it just the whole thing made no sense. And then yeah, Jake Tapper's like, oh, owned. Take okay. that, Rand Paul. Yeah. I can't follow what the hell you're talking about. But it does raise the question: Well, why the hell would I get the vaccine then? One, you're yeah. telling me that I can't go back to normal life if I do. And two, yeah. you're telling me that I'm creating a danger potentially if I if I do and I have immunity. Now, get fucked, dude. I'm not listening to any of this. This doesn't make any sense. Um. And and the other piece of the logic too, um, if do let's let's grant its premise that masks limit exposure. I, I I was I had to write this stuff because I was thinking about it. it was no, so it's so frazzled. I yeah. just listening to that, I'm like I, I can't even follow the logic on this. Um, if I grant his premise that masks limit exposure, which I don't, but let's say that that's true, that that prevents or at least greatly limits the virus from getting into contact with you. Because remember, the narrative on masks is not that they protect you. The narrative on masks is that they protect everyone else from you. Yet in this case, Dr. Gupta is saying that the virus will still come into contact with you if you don't wear a mask, which is a total reversal of the narrative on how masks are supposed to work. But beyond that, let's grant his premise. Let's say that. Let's say that uh, if you wear a mask, the virus has limited access to you. Okay. Okay. But, uh, if that's the case, won't the virus also ad- adapt to that challenge? You've presented a new challenge for the virus in that case, a new access challenge. 
wouldn't the virus also adapt to that one, including the vaccine immunity challenge? In other words, what I'm saying is don't viruses adapt to every challenge you throw at them? Isn't that the nature of biologically of viruses? viruses? They did try to address that early on. Remember, he was talking about how we're going to have to cover our eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wear goggles, Dr. Fauci. Sorry, I might be using vaccines and viruses interchangeably like he was. You get what I mean if I'm misspeaking, but I got it. Yeah. Anyway, so it it just if that doesn't make any sense, it's because they are quite literally making up as they go along everything and they they want to control you. They want to keep continuing to control you. This bullshit is never going to end until we say it ends. If you paid attention to the news this week, guess what else was made up? The six Six foot foot, rule. Yeah, which Tugger talked about a few weeks ago. Every single sticker in every grocery store and every convenience store, please stand here at the checkout line so that you don't infect people. As part of uh, reporting on studies that suggest kids could be socially distanced at three feet instead of six feet, just as safely, the New York Times in this report Oh, do I, I thought I had it highlighted. Where the hell is the, oh, here's the quote. The origin of the six foot distancing recommendation is something of a mystery. Quote, it's almost like it was pulled out of thin air, said Lindsay Marr, an expert on viral transmission at Virginia <laughs> Tech University. It's not George down the street. One of these so-called experts in whom we are supposed to place, place our trust unquestionably says, yeah, we made that shit up. Then they go on to cite, centuries old scientific studies that suggested that droplets tend not to travel more than three to six feet. Now here's the thing when they do these studies and say, Oh, actually when we look at kids, social distancing and find there's no real effects between three and six foot distancing, is that because they have, is is that because they've found like the exact boundaries that are useful on how far droplets travel? Or is it because they made all this shit up and it doesn't matter what you do at all. They made it all up. And the studies that they were using, um, barely post date, the emergence of germ theory, like just barely. So they had oh, the just, old ones. Yeah. So yeah. they had just figured out that germs cause disease. That's how arbitrary it is. And then <laughs> these studies were published. Yeah. Well, can you question those experts? Can you question centuries old experts? Is that fine? Or <laughs> I don't know. No. And they're not going to, okay. I loved this story this week. This is from, I don't know if this is just Denver local or if it was published nationally, but this one's from Denver local. In case you're looking forward to taking that mask off, don't don't look forward to that because you're going to need to recognize that some of your friends and family and coworkers will have so-called mask separation anxiety and you're going to need to respect their uh, worries and their wishes. This is according to a Northwestern University professor. Here's the uh, story. A lot of us have been able to do that, condition ourselves to this new type of behavior of I get my purse, I get my car keys, and I get my mask. Dr. Adiranke Pedersen is an instructor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Northwestern University Medicine. She says while the latest CDC guidelines say it's okay for fully vaccinated people to gather with one another indoors without a mask, it may take some time to process that. We have to acknowledge the fact that our bodies might not respond to that intellectual and logical recommendation right away. Like grief, she says, everyone's experience and comfort level will be different. So your family members might, you know, be ready to take their mask off and ready to 
you know, follow the CDC guidelines as they've uh, stated them, but you might have some hesitation or some anxiety, and that's okay. I really encourage people, if you have a family member or a coworker who says, you know, I still would like us to keep our mask on for now, I think it's okay to say, well, let's delay this next step. In the end, experts say we're all in this together, and one size does not fit all. Okay. One size does not fit all unless it's wearing a mask. Then one size definitely fits all. You have to do that. <laughs> yeah, you have okay. to do it. Unless it's shutting down your business by force. Then it's if one size fits all. You have to do that. Unless it's closing your kid's school for a year. One size fits all. You have to do that. It's just funny how going back to normal, that's when one size doesn't fit all. When getting rid of the damn mask. Well, suddenly, if one person feels uncomfortable, everyone better accommodate. Yeah. Why don't you fuck off and stay home? I'm tired of this I shit. Know. Why didn't she use her big Northwestern non-affirmative action brain to talk about the psychology <laughs> of wearing masks? The root really got affects- you this time. The root really pissed God, you off. I mean, you think that she went to Northwestern based on her merit? You think that she got that job because she's so super smart? Well, this is the unfortunate that we can get into a whole affirmative action discussion there. That is the unfortunate side effect. That becomes a legitimate question. But I don't know that we have time to go down that route. Well, she's shirking her scientific duty, which is to talk about how wearing masks affects people psychologically because we need each other's facial expressions to read social cues. We're raising an entire generation of weirdo hypochondriac autists because of this mask horse shit. And she's like, oh, the anxiety is going to come from taking off the mask. Fuck you, bitch. It was an anti-science answer too. At some, at some point we have to put aside the logic and the evidence of the CDC recommendation and really let emotion control control the day i'm sorry that's an anti-science answer yeah not that i grant that the cdc is being scientific in its recommendations either but good lord one more thing with his um it's fine to meet people on tinder and have (laughs) promiscuous sex glory holes only in canada never forget (laughs) okay Uh, on the topic of uh, coronavirus diagnosis and categorization and miscategorization we have another episode in uh, of that theme. So this is Monroe County, Illinois, just outside of St. Louis. And the coroner there is calling for a thorough audit of death certificates. He says he has found several questionable deaths attributed to coronavirus, including one case wow. where a person tested positive in October and then died of an accidental drug overdose in January and was still counted as a coronavirus death. We had a case in uh, January here where we had, we had someone... Um, die. The cause of death was due to an accidental drug overdose. The decedent had tested positive for COVID back in October. As soon as that death came across uh, to the state, they went ahead and classified it and put a statistic as a COVID death. The only assumption I can make is the hope the state is uh, seeking some federal money to come down the system for all the the numbers of deaths that we've had due to COVID-19. That's the only thing I can assume. I mean, why else would you want to inflate numbers? It's not just one case. The uh, the coroner says he has several cases. He's done a little personal investigation. Several cases where people tested positive for coronavirus up to nine months prior to their deaths. They've still been categorized as corona deaths. So my gosh. Well, good for him. He's going to get suicided for this, but 100%. He's going to become a coronavirus death very soon. He's going to join the ranks shot in the back of the head. (laughs) That coronavirus give you a little more statistical insight. At the end of February, there were 19,893 total supposed coronavirus deaths in Illinois. 9.2% had coronavirus listed as the sole cause. 
doesn't mean that it can't be a complicating factor. It doesn't mean that 9.2% are the only legitimate ones, but it does mean those are the only ones that you can be 100% sure about. And you got to go from there and separating the rest of the gray area. How do you square that circle? If the survival rate is 99.9%, then, then how could you even say that, that almost 10% of, of the, of the deaths were caused solely by coronavirus? Oh, cause it's, it's 10, it's, of people who died of coronavirus. So not of people who had coronavirus. Oh, so the sole cause. So right. no underlying factors. So of everybody who died with a link to coronavirus. Okay. 9% had, that was the only thing, the sole cause listed on their, their death certificate. So they upped that. That was the same thing as the 5% statistic from like a few months ago. Yeah. According to this story, that statistic was something like 6%. Yeah. In, in September, the rate was 6%. Now it's 9.2. So hmm. curiously, that has been increasing a little bit over the last. That's because of the change in testing. Uh, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, okay. Real quick. We got a uh, case of hoax hate and then we'll get to the chats. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? No swastikas in this case, as far as I saw, but the anti-Asian hate crime, as we referenced, is just rampant and unrelenting. In San Antonio, the Asian restaurant, the noodle tree was struck by anti-mask and anti-Asian graffiti last Sunday. This is not who San Antonio is. We will not tolerate this. Only way to drive out hate and the acts that it manifests is through love and compassion. Standing in solidarity, Bear County and San Antonio leaders say enough is enough. Noodle tree was recently targeted with hateful messages. Sunday, anti-Asian and anti-mask graffiti covered the Northwest Side business. As the hate crime investigation continues, the eatery got back to business Thursday for the first time since the attack. But they closed the dining room and offered pickup only. The owner says they're still getting threats. Makes me angry. It's a bigoted coward that would do something like that. According to an online post hmm. from the owner, uh, they plan to open for dine-in tomorrow and that security will be there as well. No. If you're curious about what the graffiti is, it was almost entirely on the windows and on the door. There was a bench or a seat out front. You can read some of it. No mask. Uh, Kung flu. Kami. <laughs> what do these other ones say? Uh, one of them was ramen flu. I think go back to China was on the bench. out. These front. aren't even the best ones. Panda Emic. <laughs> that wasn't in this case. You're saying that would have been the one to use. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Missed opportunity. Again, very kind vandals. They they really just stuck to the glass and other easily cleanable and repairable things. They Here's what do. makes me skeptical. Always keep it off the rims. Yeah, never get the rims, of course. Beyond that, here, here are some things that make me skeptical of this. The owner of this place, his name is Mike Wynn. He was just on CNN 10 days ago. Nope. Talking about how he was in, he was talking on in that segment in opposition because Texas just removed their mask mandate. And he was speaking in opposition to the Texas governor doing that. And he was arguing that the Texas governor was putting him and his restaurant in danger. And not just because of the coronavirus. He says that by removing the mask mandate, that will lead to confrontation with customers, which will get him attacked. Because, of course, racists are very eager to attack 
Asians right now. Here was a little bit of that segment. And my other thing is, you know, with this confrontation, since I'm an Asian American, we've seen a lot of attacks on Asian Americans. And that's a huge concern for me because I have a bullseye on my back. And, you know, we see all these instances of that. And this is opportunity. And I, you know, yeah. We, 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 don't, we don't want to add. It opens up that opportunity. So this is just like 10 days beforehand. Criminal head shape. Oh, you can tell. Yeah. Is it like weird pear shape? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not enough yes. brain, too much jaw. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here are some other things that are a little suspicious. Um, well, uh, on, on that segment, maybe you could say, oh, he's speaking out in favor of mask mandates. So that brings attention to him for the anti-mask people to attack him. I don't know. This strikes me much more as a guy who's just very eager to put his politics out there. Okay. He also has a GoFundMe, which oh, is often a telltale sign. But this one's really weird. Because it's not just that he has a GoFundMe that now has his business with heart shapes and nice notes all over it. But March 16th update. This GoFundMe was originally started to help with the closure of the Noodle Tree restaurant back in 2020 when the owner, owner Mike Wynn, sought treatment for lymphoma. So he had an existing lymphoma GoFundMe. The vandalism that occurred over the weekend has been cleaned up and fixed with the help of the local community. So noodle tree is open for business as usual. So I read this and thought, Oh, okay. This is a guy who had lymphoma and he's, he had to go fund me. So he's trying to say, uh, listen, this was a lymphoma thing. Like this is not for that. We, it's cleaned up. We got it fixed. No, no, no. This fund will continue to remain open for anyone who wants to help. Well, what, okay. But you're telling me that the GoFundMe is irrelevant if it's if the business has has been fixed and it's back open. What am I helping with? Also, am I donating to lymphoma or this supposed Do you think vandalism? He really had lymphoma. He referenced it in the CNN interview. I, I I guess I have no reason to doubt that. But don't you though? Well, I don't. I mean, is this guy that hoaxy? Is he? Is it hoax cancer? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. This is very bizarre that he's willing to say, "Yeah, I basically have a sympathy slush fund." Uh, if you feel sorry for me, just chip in. What's it going to? Is it going to uh, cancer treatment or is it going to people who wrote uh, racial slurs on my window? I don't know. Just cut a check, dude. At least it wasn't swastikas. Swastikas. Yeah. So that's. Which is totally inconsistent. Um, yeah, this is definitely a hoax aid. It's very definitely. odd. It's just all we're left with is just uh, you know, a, a, a no transparency. Give me money account. And a guy who keeps appearing in in news spotlights somewhat miraculously i'm i'm supposed to believe that cancer and racism and all these things just strike him that frequently and he doesn't really want the spotlight yet somehow he's in the spotlight yep odd if you if uh if we have any san antonio listeners who want to update us on the story please do because i have my suspicions about this one okay Let's uh, let's catch up with chat. I don't, I don't know if I just heard a scream or not, but you know. it's okay. okay. It's going to be fine. Well, if you need to, fine. I think we're in for a little bit of a long haul here. So if you need to step out or do what you need to do. No, but. I'll probably just have to dug out at our at our 830. Okay. It's okay, though. I think we're good on. Uh, yeah. Uh, over on DLive, Marfugal News. That's a, that's an interesting name. Um. Thanks for supporting the show. It says support independent. Much appreciated. We uh, we can always use your help in fighting Susan Wiki Wiki and uh, the rest of them. So thank you for that. Are you good? 
I think so. Looks like Trovo is good um, and DLive's good. And I can resume on Tippy stream or we can read on YouTube. What do you think? Sure, let's do some on YouTube. Um, Pep says, congratulations, Matt. My best wishes to you and your growing family. Well, thank Very you. Ho- hopefully the first of many. Hopefully we'll keep it growing for a little while. Bethany uh, W. says, final call. Epic New England listener meetup this Saturday, March 27th. Email Bethany from Maine in the listener spreadsheet for more info it's going to be big sweet uh that nice. sounds excellent so that does remind me i don't know why this reminds me but can anybody get me in contact with gavin McKinnis? what how do you not have a contact do you have his contact information uh i think he I skyped skype, me once i've harassed him a bunch and he yeah i, yeah, I think i had a skype contact once but that was like a couple of years ago kills me what the hell we need to get him on this show mm. but i won't you know, if you get if you get the get, do what I you tried. want. But I, I would love to host him. I, I invited him, as I recall, but I never got a response. He invited me on one time, but I couldn't make it. And I wanted to talk to him because he. It was he responded to some video I made and he made fun of my hoodies. He said I wear like girly hoodies or something. I wanted to clarify the record because he's wrong about that. <laughs> years ago, but I remember. Um, thin, no, you know what he said? It was thin hoodies. My My hoodies are of a totally normal masculine thickness. Oh, I remember. Yeah, thin hoodies. Yeah. Bullshit. Skag cried himself to sleep that Bullshit. <laughs> Boogeyman 917, congrats on the new baby, Matt. Cheers. Well, thank you. I will say it's an honor to be insulted by Gavin McInnes, though, after That's what true. he did to Jared Holtz. I mean, I, I, fully, I fully accept. <laughs> I'll never forget that. You are a drop of milk in a glass of water. <laughs> I was like, that is so descriptive. The greatest um, moment of 2020. Rough year, great moment. John Smith, if Matt was still the beta, he could be the next guest on Blonde Show. Thanks for all you guys <laughs> do, and congrats, Matt. Uh, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. James Jensen, just wanted to share a few Biden bucks with you on this special episode of the show. Congrats. Thank you. Coleman, Sweeney, Blonde, have you claimed Matt's child for your daughter yet? I don't know. I mean, word on the street is that it's going to be a girl. I, I have a... All I have is that instinctive feeling, but I was a hundred percent right on, on her being pregnant. And I have the same, it's not even a hunch. Like when she was pregnant, I just knew it was unquestionable in my mind. And I have a similar instinct on this being a girl. I have no rational basis for that. I knew Emmeline was a girl. Yeah. Sometimes you just know a thunderstorm. I drive, I've driven. I've driven at least one mile per hour over the speed limit my whole adult life, even during my test. Congrats, Matt and Matt's lady. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for confessing to your sins. I'm glad you've come clean. Greg Olson, Matt, I'm so happy for you and your wife. I'll be praying all goes well. Here's some cash for you to buy some Dr. Seuss books for your new kid, especially. (laughs) And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, but skip over that page with the Chinese man. I heard it's very offensive. Too far behind to get a copy of those banned ones. Oh, like a thousand dollars minimum. And uh, I'll have to go with some of the other classics, I guess. Yeah. Rob Dalton, Matt and blonde, keep those beautiful white babies coming. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> Matt rock on brother. Thank you. We're trying. Uh, James Cro- Crockett says, congrats was watching you last St. Patrick's day as my boy came happy for his B day Sawyer. Oh, that's so sweet. And I love you, Amanda for giving me him. Excellent. I was the same. I knew she was preggers before she even did. Yeah. Um, also fuck Virginia, love in Tennessee. well excellent i'm glad to hear that your family's doing well and and, uh thanks for thanks for sharing that with us 
Uh, Laurel says, as you know, I'm in YouTube jail for a week. Yeah. Can't post or live stream for a week, but it can't upset me. I'm in the Midwest visiting my new uh, boyfriend. I'm over Heard the moon. We met through your show. Ooh. Okay. So the prospect has returned. Excellent. I didn't know that's Thanks how you guys met. all you do. That is so awesome. That's excellent to hear, Laurel. And yeah, Laurel is in YouTube jail. I should have mentioned at the top of the show, maybe I'll mention next week. Um, I got a... a YouTube nudity strike because a six-year-old Omegle video in which there was a censored dick that some they called that porn and I appealed and I'm like first of all this video is six years old the terms yeah. weren't in place at the time what the hell is this second of all if you want me to take it down maybe I will because I don't care anymore why are you punishing me for videos I made six years ago and third it's not porn all right that's just pixelated it's you can't see the dick but they still <laughs> ding me for it what does that mean what that means is I got a warning, but if so, yeah. so, I think someone's trolling my channel, reporting things, trying to get some punishment. If I get another one within the next like three months, they'll take away my streaming. So oh, if you're no. a YouTube person, I'll fight it every step of the way. But if you're a YouTube person, you enjoy watching the stream on YouTube. Obviously, I want to keep it there. I'll do everything I can to. But maybe head over to DLive, maybe head over to Trovo. Um, or at bare minimum bookmark the website because if I'm not able to go live on YouTube, I'll, I can post a video telling you that we can't do live, but I'll, I'll have to direct you. Anyway, this is all speculative. Nothing has changed for now, but someone's trying to get the ban hammer swinging. We could pre-record and just post it for streaming, but we wouldn't be live. Yes, we can post it after the fact, but if you enjoy the live experience and chatting, and you want that, it's possible that YouTube might take that away. Again, don't know, but I have one more ding before they do that to me. Uh, congratulations, Laurel. Get a girl. Uh, yeah, excellent. Jozo Good to hear. Zavko says, you folks should check out the really great interview between Dr. Fauci and Mexican actor Eugenio Derbez. I heard Good, tough about questions. it, but I didn't, I didn't listen. And so it must, have, it must have been good. Either. I haven't even heard about it. Derbez does a better job than any journalist since the start of the pandemic. Fauci mm. holds up well. I should check it out. Hmm. I should, yeah. Um, Hot Mitch Unmasked. Congratulations, Matt. You're going to be a great dad. I'm so happy for you. Lots of great times upcoming. I bought one of your shirts on the website. It's cool. Oh, thank you. You can customize them, and they're so comfortable. We didn't pay this guy to say this. No, I didn't, but I'm glad to hear that uh, that the uh, people fulfilling the orders are doing a good job. And yes, that's true. If there is... Not only can you make different items with the customization tool, it's kind of hidden. But if you go to the site where the the product sorting is, you can actually hit customize. You can make T-shirts. You can make weird hats. You can make uh, they they even you could even make a mask if you wanted to. That's how crazy it is. And not only that, they have baby stuff too. So we were thinking about a disavow onesie. You know, you can just have my big giant disavow face on a onesie. That'd be fun. That's so cute. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they got all that stuff. I'm seeing a lot of good um, name suggestions for your baby. Um, Harambe Christensen has come up. I, it would be good to honor him. Adolf Christensen. I quite like that one. Not a common pick these days. Although we were looking through lists. Legit, Lucifer is a somewhat popular child name these days. What is wrong? What the hell is that? I don't know. Lucifer. It's on there. Look it up. Yeah. You want that classic yet unique enough name that mm-hmm. they won't be the name name the same thing as everybody in their class i i like a lot of uh like founding era names it was yes, shocking yeah. but I, I i love the name quincy I that think that's is a, a nice name for a large black man 
<laughs> well, that's that's who my son is going to be. The way this is going, I think. Yeah. So it's perfect. I actually thought of that as more of a girl's name um, than a boy's name, but I think it's a cool name. But I don't know. I got a lot you of fights. Can't name to your win. daughter Quincy Christensen. Why? No. That's, okay. No. Fine. I like that name. I think it's cool. Although I do like the name Darcy for a girl, and that's kind of no. weird. You know what other name <laughs> I like that that uh, you had mentioned, but I think is also on um, is also a non-starter is Daisy. I like the name Daisy. I love the name Daisy, and I pitched this to my husband for the next kid, which is probably going to be a girl. Yeah, it's like Daisy May, and my husband was like, "Are we having a baby cow?" <laughs> it was Bessie uh, unavailable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daisy Bessie. Yeah. Um, Fine. I do love the name Daisy struggle snuggle. A few shekels for you and your wife. Since you shouted out our baby announcement two years ago, Ted and Kendra, congratulations. Oh, thank you. I felt the exact same way. My wife was pregnant. It's so good. Exciting. And congrats to you guys. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Appreciate it. Robin S Matt, your baby is doing my 10th wedding anniversary. Congratulations to you and Mrs. Christensen should be a great day. Secretly. I'm hoping that the due date that'll be a little bit post due date. Because that's right yeah. on the border of Libra, and we need more scales of justice. We need more Libras. It's true. She, yeah. She's going to be born on my birthday. Could be. Yeah. Robin S., um, I just read that one, didn't I? Yeah. Esoterica Unbound. Matt only has a good couple more years to work in his thoughtful, even-handed Socratic method shtick once you hit <laughs> the 20th, but why of each day. Yeah. Uh, the only refuge is because I'm the dad and I say so. I, I, I do think as we've been talking about on the Colin show, I'm pretty sure I will be fairly disciplinarian in my um, in my parenting style and philosophy. It is not going to be a uh, let's have a philosophical debate every time I, I view the fatherly role as discipline. And if my child, if my children are not disciplined, especially out in public, I, I don't like that. I'll view that as a failure by me. And so it's going to be yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem. You're polite by nature. Well, I think the, that who I will be as a dad is obviously going to be very different to who I am as a YouTube person because I'm trying to, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit down and explain to my kids the five reasons why they need to listen to me. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to listen to me. And, and as they get older, we'll talk philosophy. But I, I think that children, I, I wouldn't say that children need to fear their fathers, but they need to respect them. And I will yeah. have my parents respect me and, and my, my children respect me and um, and we'll go from there. Uh, you never really know what kind of parent you're going to be until you have kids. It's true. So. It's all speculation. I have no idea. You're, the second that kid's out and I yeah. hold that baby for the first time, maybe uh, maybe I'll change my mind. You're going to have a little adorable daughter and then you're going to melt into a puddle of tears and give her everything she wants for the rest <laughs> of her life. Maybe. I think my relationship with daughters and sons will obviously be different. Yeah. Uh, and I, I obviously won't be as protective of a son in a, like, let them go out and have their, have their fun in a free way. Like I could let my son go out and skin his knees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My daughter, when she's out, especially in an older age, like, good Lord. I know. Uh, yeah. The shotgun's coming out of the safe at that point. <laughs> no. Uh, Nicholas Runchuk says, congratulations to you and your wife. Thank you. Uh, Jacko says, I got my second shot Thursday and my shame was absolute because of blonde's disappointment in me. Oh no. It did not turn into a zombie, but it laid me out for two days. And I wonder if the natural route would have been better. Of course it would have been better. You should have found your balls and been like, I'm not getting vaccinated because this is retarded, but no, <laughs> you had to bitch out Jacko bitch. Did he out. say his reason for it? Who knows? He, I he said he, he was... got peer pressured into it. That's why it wasn't yeah. like a, 
a job requirement or a school requirement or something? No. He's like, I'm a giant vagina and I let a bunch of chicks peer pressure me into getting vaccinated. Well, at least you're self-aware. All right. That's that's a lot more than a lot of people can say. That's true. I'm sorry I shamed you so hard, but you deserve it. Um, Mortimer <laughs> Duke. Kudos on your super spunk gender fluid getting her done. Why do I have to? Why? Ugh. <laughs> Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Cameron Alexander. There's a Canadian uh, Hokieville competition where the winning community wins money for arena upgrades. There's a First Nations community among the four finalists. Good luck, other three towns. Yeah, they're not going to win. No chance. Did I just say Hokieville? Is that, uh, I don't know, is that a place? Hockeyville? Hockeyville. Yeah, okay. Hockeyville, it's some that? kind of hockey tournament they're talking about. It's He spelled it correctly. I just did not, that did not register. <laughs> awesome. I'm literate. Are, are you pregnant now? Do you have pregnancy brain? <laughs> no, okay. I'm just so tired from the baby <laughs> keeping me up all the time. Yeah. It's like my brain doesn't even work. Jack yeah. Logan Smith said thoughts on the recent curfews in Miami beach. I also want to note that Madeline Christensen sounds like an excellent baby name has a very hmm. nice ring to it. Best wishes for good health for mom and baby. They're too similar to my name. You mean, no, or Madeline and Christensen oh, th- have the same cadence, like the first yeah, and three last syllables. Year. And yeah. yeah, the thing is, I don't, and this is not a shot at anybody out there, but Maddie is not my favorite girl's name. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want to same with Madison. You know, I like mm-hmm. the name Madison, but I don't want a Maddie. Yeah. And she would go by Maddie. I know. I don't like that. So yeah, I don't know. A lot of those names might be out. Um, the curfews in Miami beach. Yeah. This is a uh, preposterous, but I like that nobody's abiding by them. Oh yeah, I've heard. I haven't looked into it, but yeah, like like the, the fear mongering in Florida continues. Oh, spring breakers partying—they're going to cause a corona apocalypse, and it never happens. Never happens. Liberative joy, you ignorant slut. Where's the pushback on that absolute uh, cannot understand normal thinking acronym? Congrats on the baby <laughs> and Ping Two's legitimate. Matt and I once made love claim. Oh well, thank you. Appreciate it. We love and, you. Uh, You're very special. Thanks to Liberative for all his help through. I think he's been listening since basically day one. And yeah. uh, just to shout out again, Liberative is responsible for the PC on which this show streams. So uh, big ups for keeping the show on air in addition to Blonde for keeping Matt woke, you know. Rocky Mountain Monk. There's a prescription grade methamphetamine pill and goes by the name Desoxin. Okay. Uh, Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know you could take your meth in pill form, but I'm sure George Floyd knew that well. Shanique was stunning and brave. Matt and I once made love. He told me he was on the pill, but it turns out he lied and he's pregnant. We can't wait till it chooses its gender, (laughs) then attends its first drag queen story hour and climate protest. I know. I don't want to be too disciplinary or else they will rebel in such ways. So. Oh, God. Yeah. 2AEDU. Um, hey, I hope you're both good and getting all the guns and ammo you need. I appreciate you. We appreciate you too. I you have not okay? bought uh I have I have been able to pick up ammunition sparingly. I uh, but I have not God, what was the last gun I bought? Oh, I did buy a twenty two in like October, a cool twenty two that was kind of rare. But uh other than that, I haven't bought a gun. The one gun I'm waiting for is uh Palmetto State's MP five clone. And this was supposed to come out in 2020. They promised a 2020 shot show last year was going to come out in 2020 and it's now into 2021. It's still not here. That's basically the only gun I'm holding out for, but it doesn't matter because the second I get an MP5 clone, I don't have the nine mil to feed it anyway, or at least I don't want to spend what I have on plinking with it at the range. So yeah, guns are, guns are tough right now. 
Yes, they are. Um, this Miami Beach curfew, was it about crime? I saw the oh, videos. I it, was it was just Rona. a bunch of black chicks twerking. I thought it was uh, really hilarious because uh, what do people expect now? Um, but it was about coronavirus, right? I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was coronavirus, but I don't know. Am I, I didn't wrong about the story this live chat? Okay, maybe maybe somebody's just messing with me. Um, Aladdin's nightmare. People keep talking about the noose on January 6th. Patriots uh, wouldn't have known Pence would side with Democrats. So who would think to bring that prop and others other than thugs hired by Pelosi to cause that day's rise? I'm I'm open to that theory. Yeah. I don't think that it's all a big, uh, f- uh, like a big frame job or something like that. That said, the degree to which there was leftist participation is understated. Yes. We have people say there were no Antifa. There were no left wing. Like John Sullivan was there paid by the networks for his footage, instigating people to commit crimes. Yeah. And there were, it was more than just him. Am I saying he's solely responsible for what happened? No, but there was definitely some provocation, some put on a Trump hat to look like a Trump supporter type stuff. Doesn't explain everything, but it it definitely did happen. Corn pop Christensen. I like it. I think we found it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we, that might be a good one. We could try that. Come on, man. Sam C has got me a St. Floyd pillow, so I have somewhere to kneel when I pray for his family's <laughs> eternal wealth they will use for a good cause. Congrats, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Worship him. Remember his sacrifice. All he's yep, done totally. for you. Incompetent hands. Congrats to Matt and his wife. Couldn't have happened to a better dude. I can tell Matt's stoked, but blonde is positively beaming. You would think <laughs> it's her kid. Looking forward to paying to um on wednesday god bless yeah i'm just happy you know it's just it's great to see everybody move into this new phase of their life especially since i've done it now it just changes everything and it's so wonderful there's no greater blessing that has been bestowed on me in my whole life than and i'm happy that we get to enter this at sort of a similar on sort of a similar timeline yeah um and i'm glad soon enough that we'll be kind of in it together because it's it you know, when you're going through it this last year and I have no concept of what that's like, it's sort of hard to relate. I suppose like I want to experience what that is and and what that means. And that means all the joy and all the challenges. And yeah, yeah I'm really glad to to have that um, going for both of us too. the timing of it, I think is, is going to be really cool. So, yeah. And, and we kind of uh, have been on the same life trajectory for yeah. five, for five years now. We were both working similar jobs back in the day and we decided to invest in the business at the same time. And then we've been doing this podcast for five years and five getting years, married man. around the same time and stuff. So yeah. it's just, well, and I don't know, it's cool to see. And I know that you're, you're happy about your friends building families generally, but as I said, you should take personal satisfaction in this because I don't think there was anybody who more effectively persuaded me to take this stuff seriously and think about, okay, you're entering your late twenties into your thirties. What's your plan? What are you doing? Are are you, are you serious about this stuff or not? Are you just going to waste time with people and see how it goes? Or are you going to get serious with the right person who wants to build a family? And thankfully I did. And I wasn't, I don't know that I would have been as cutthroat with my prior life as I needed to be to get these things done. I'm not in this situation without you and without the show. So that's why I hope that you, that you take a personal satisfaction in this and the audience too. I mean, I have you and the audience to thank for the family that I'm building and uh, I don't so take that. Great. Lightly. I'm really glad that I've pressured some people into getting married <laughs> and having kids. That's, that's all I've wanted. 
It's true. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, you could put it that way. That is kind of how it went. Um, now we can have a foreskin discussion if you find out that's boy. <laughs> now the circumcision discussions get real. Holy cow. Get real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Foster said, hey, guys, looking forward to tonight's show. My coworker, Ben, has now been a listener for three plus years. Here's the three more. P.S. Ben, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> you suck, Ben. Thank you, Ben. I, uh, I don't know who. Well, I don't know who referred to whom, but thank you guys for both tuning in. And uh, if you guys did share with each other, I appreciate that because that's the only way that we get any new traffic or new eyes on the show. It's just recommendation. So thanks for doing that. Tori D. Speaking of lesbian mothers, (laughs) I was watching The Price is Right the other day and a Thai commercial showed cliff diving clam divers with their adoptive black children. (laughs) Multi-culty nonsense. Congrats to you and your wife, Matt. That is insane. It's like, what demographic are you even appealing to? The five lesbians with black kids? You'll you'll see basically everything in these commercials other than the nuclear white family. You will never see the nuclear white family. That's not depicted. Unless they're engaging in buffoonery. Right. If the dad's an idiot and the mom is going to leave him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a messy moron. Uh, Steven Suarez says, I don't blame Blonde's opinion about gays and adoption when it appears there's not enough of us beating the snot out of those who abuse children. You know... I, I always think about Steven when I'm dumping on the gays because he's <laughs> so atypical. Like, well, that's true. And that that's, this is the sort of stuff that I, that I want to be conscious of. Like there are, there are trends that I think have to be acknowledged at the same time. I don't believe in punishing people because of group trends. The question is, is this a privilege or is this a right or a punishment? You know? Yeah. 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 That's definitely true. Uh, and everybody's an individual first. Um, Aladdin's nightmare. People need to remember that men's dress shoes have smooth soles, no grip or traction. Same with women's. What's this in reference to? I have no idea. Biden falling. Oh yeah. I don't necessarily want to be so hard on him, but I I do want to be hard on people who I I just, the, the different standards applied to the Trump presidency and the Biden presidency. And it's this in combination with the rest of the mental slips. Like this is a, a, fumbling stumbling failing old man and when i first saw him on the stairs it was one of those moments that we've had several of i felt bad bad and kind of embarrassed yeah and then the more i saw the memes i started to laugh more yeah but yeah yeah. i wouldn't be so i wouldn't feel so bad if he wasn't such a such a piece of shit (laughs) um andrew anderson says matt's child mates with blonde's child john connor (laughs) <laughs> yes, Connor must be the surname. Sorry, Matt. On you, both the human race depends. That is a Terminator reference. Matt. Yeah, I was going to say that that one's past me. It's got to be a movie thing. It All is. right, yeah, I, I never, uh, I never watched the Terminator series. You've never seen the Terminator? No, sorry. Oh, will you watch it? Pregnancy is a great time for watching movies. You don't have to think about the stress it's of pregnancy. Uh, you can never do it again. I was doing a, a hangout with. Um, channel supporters earlier today and it was also brought up that i've never seen blazing saddles so i really need to sit down and have a movie day and i bet you still haven't seen tremors they live no gremlins no total recall no but i did see cuck and it was terrible why (laughs) because i love shit movies anytime a movie is presented to me that looks impossibly shit it's like all right whatever i have to do is off the calendar uh, I have to you watch this. You would love Total Recall. Probably would. would love that movie. Probably would yeah, love all those you movies. You should watch it. You would love all these movies. But I love cringe and cuck is <sighs> one of the cringiest movies I've ever seen. By the way, don't watch it because it's it's beyond even my cringe tolerance. It's 
it's just gratuitously gross. It's disgusting. It's a physically gross movie. I will give you access to all of my movie accounts if you will watch some of these movies. Maybe if I get it, if I if I set aside a scheduled time each week, like I'll watch oh this one God. this week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe we could do that. Okay. Tremors. Uh, the stealth Hispanic. Let's be honest here. The Joe Biden thing isn't a green screen. Joe Biden died a long time ago, <laughs> and that's just his ghost wandering the mortal plane in hopes to keep Kamala out of power. Ooh. Yeah. He might have died a long time ago. I agree. Um, Slosher from the Babylon Bee. Instead of traditional warfare, Chinese military will now be trained to shout wrong pronouns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ultimate, Excellent. the ultimate uh, defeat, the ultimate weapon, misgendering. Yeah, really. Paul redacted. I had a stressful day at work and wasn't looking forward to the drive home. All that stress melted away when you announced little Christensen. Congratulations. I'll be praying for you and your wife. Proud to see you become a father. Be blessed. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate nice. the uh, the kind words and the support for the show. We love you. You're very special. It's very humbling that that, that means a lot to members of the audience, too. And that's why you know, I'm want you guys to understand how much this means to me and how much the audience has been a, a part of this happening. So, so thank you for that. Uh, Cal L or Kai L says scary thought Matt and blonde's kids grow to rebel against their parents and become blue haired, far left Antifa support. I will not stand for that. That's why disciplined dad is going to have to give way to philosophical dad around age 14, somewhere in there. It, yeah. That's an out of the will situation. If, you, if you're an Antifa tranny, you're out of the will. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right. Fair enough. Real. They've been warned. Uh, you can't stop the scout. Congrats on the baby, Matt. I've been watching the stream throughout college, and I'll still be here when I graduate this year. You'll always have support in SoCal. You guys are the best. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And uh, all the best with your studies and uh, all the best with southern california survival it's getting rough out there although maybe the gavin newsom recall has some legs it's looking yeah. a little interesting um a crafty Huragox says matt and blonde if you could live in any country in any time period what would it be i would say like late 19th century england would be awesome hmm. i might reverse like 15 years in this country, like mid 2000s US, like pre Obama yeah, you know US. What's coming. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. Does it, does the trajectory stay the same? Do we relive that history or do I get to stay in that moment? Because if I could stay in, I mean, I guess it wasn't, I got to remember, like we had the wars going on. There was a lot of shitty stuff about that. But I guess what I'm saying is we had almost all the technological advancement. But the stuff at home wasn't as much bullshit. We weren't yeah. rioting and destroying shit. And there wasn't as much racial tension and all this yeah. nonsense. It was, a, it was a better time. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, would go, I would go as close to current, like recent or current U.S. as possible without, like pre, pre-2020 sucked. And everything for like the last five years has been on a bad trajectory generally. We forgot about 1930s Germany. <laughs> I would go to 1990s Rwanda, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Uh, baby smell. We really do mistreat our diverse Americans and don't appreciate them enough, like how they contribute to America's success as a nation. Maybe we should offer China all the prodigies from the south side of Chicago or Detroit. That would have been an edgy answer. 
why don't you guys uh <laughs> hey yeah, china yeah, yeah. we noticed that uh, beijing lacks the diversity of uh detroit would you care to join us in the quest for progress and prosperity yeah, yeah. thomas jones matt and i once made love and he didn't fight at all <laughs> <laughs> okay say so, thank you that, uh, um, that was a reference to the uh to the earlier i said something to that earlier in the show yeah that was a callback to what i had said good yeah that's good doc bailey i've been getting into shakespeare and classical greek literature i sometimes wonder if more people wouldn't be hesitant about democracy being moral if they were more well-read yes people tend not to read well and democracy isn't inherently moral democracy right. can be wildly immoral and democracy is kind of morality neutral there are things that you can do to people that are moral. There are things that you can do to people that are immoral. The mechanism by which you decide to do them uh, doesn't determine yeah. the morality of the act. The, That's the, the problem. Action. And we've decided that if, well, if it was it a murder or a democratic murder, was it a theft <laughs> yeah. or a democratic theft? Well, both of those are wrong. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Paul redacted. When you announce the gender on stream, I've got a hundred dollars that it's a boy. I've got a hundred dollars that it's a girl. Looks like <laughs> I have about two months to gather the change from the couch cushion. Well, wait, who did you bet? Was there a bet that was made? Nope. He's saying that he'll give you a hundred dollars either. Oh, way. I see. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for uh, for keeping the show operating. It was very kind of you, and we appreciate it. I am not going to uh, be. JL says something tells me you would find those spas on the Rub Maps website. Is that a thing? Uh, well, I guess I could I could hit the Google search and uh, find out. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's a website. Erotic massage parlor reviews. Where fantasy meets reality. So it looks like people do have this mapped out. Um, okay, it looks like I only have two minutes. So let me let me read a few that are directed at me. Um, so that I don't disappoint anybody. I've got one from where are you? Netlux TV. Hi, Blonde, and congrats, Matt. By the way, Blonde, how is Caesar doing? Still kind of mad you gave him to that vet lady instead of me. PS <laughs> Matt check Discord messages from me, GIMP on server regarding alternative platform. He's doing so well and she updates me and I might go see him this summer and he's out uh, living on a farm now, like an actual farm. I didn't, it's not even out. bullshit. It's legit. It's not even bullshit. Yeah. He's doing super well. Um, let's see. What else should I read? As far as the discord, I don't generally use discord for communication like that. So, uh, send me an what? email. Email is the, is the place I'll see all my messages. Appreciate it. Mm, I shouldn't have done this. Now I'm all confused. I marked where you left off just in case. Did you rub maps? Alex Brown says, great to see you two become parents. I have a BS in biology and was wondering if I should call into the Wednesday show to fully explain how insane the science behind COVID is. Let me know. That would be awesome. Sure. Anytime. And of course, I'm not going to be here. Damn it. Yeah. uh, Not this week, but maybe in the following weeks, or you can send us an email through the website as well. Although we are postponing email questions this week too, because some of those are meant for blonde. So I don't wait till blonde's back, but yes, if you have insights to provide, please do. Sam E says the demographic overly uh, represented in anti-Asian attacks did not vote for Trump. They don't listen to him. It's ridiculous to think that that he uh, was infl- that they were influenced by him. That's so true. I'm supposed I don't to believe it, though. That didn't occur to me. Yeah. YouTube name says the supposed rise in anti-Asian hate crimes is strikingly similar to the supposed rise in general hate crimes. Leftist claim the instant Trump won in 2016. Just another NPC update. Yeah. True. It's always some academic institution that releases some highly flawed analysis and then they all just parrot it. They all just yeah. parrot the headline level conclusion without actually scrutinizing the methods or the findings. And it just yeah. becomes fact. The experts and the academics said. 
They, they said. Yeah. Well, I had her boogie and relieve my husband of All right. duty. Um, congratulations, Matt. I'm so happy. Yeah. And thank you. And and have a good trip. Uh, I look forward to hearing on Sunday how your plane adventure goes. Remember to eat the peanuts or pretzels very slowly, but I'm told that some airlines are cracking down on that. If you don't eat your snack fast enough as a way to keep your mask off, they will, they will get mad at you. And luckily your young daughter, I think is young enough that you don't have to mask her, but maybe they'll try. Well, I would not. That's (laughs) maybe they'll try. Thank you guys so much for your support. And I will see you next Sunday. Sounds good. We will see you then. Bye guys. All right. I will stick around and uh, catch up with chat. Appreciate you guys and your patience. Let me close out the uh, zoom call here. Okay. Um, President Mug Tom, Meg Tama says it's a boy, Matt. I suspect he's going to make Alex Jones look like joy Behar. Well, that'd be, that'd be good news, I guess. Good luck to you and blonde gorgeous as ever. Peace to you guys and a small contribution to diapers from the whiteness pandemic patient zero. That's a, that's a great title. And thank you. It's very much appreciated. Uh, Ethan Johnson says I get baby fever. Uh, I'm jealous. You, I'm jealous of you. Congratulations. Now, did you hear about the army CSM that was giving out article 15s to soldiers for getting medical help for injuries? Uh, 230th infantry at Fort Polk. No, that's news to me. I have no idea what that's about. So if you want to send me a uh, email, I'd be happy to look at it and, uh, and thank you. I appreciate it. Jeffrey Hader says, can't watch tonight. So have some of my stimmy and appreciation of your work. Well, thank you for that as much appreciated. And, uh, thanks for tuning in. Logan Orr says, I didn't get stimulated. This place sucks. Are you talking, are we a failed massage parlor or what do you mean? Or are you waiting on your stimulus check? I don't know. Thank you, Logan. Uh, Philip Franklin, appreciate your support for the show. Uh, Netlux TV says, hi, Blonde, and congrats, Matt. Um, oh, she. this was the one that asked about Caesar. Thank you. Ralph DeLong says, Matt, your hoodies are a bit lame, and I think you should stick with the flannel plaid shirts. Go for the, the bold buffalo plaid lines. Uh, Blonde could wear a potato sack and still look great. Uh, I, am, I am due. Thank you for uh, the support We love the show. you. You're very special. I'm probably due for a... Uh, for a flannel update. It's been a little while since I've purchased any new flannels. So I will keep that in mind. You like the, uh, what, I guess I don't know what the Buffalo plaid lines are. I should look this up. Are those the wider lines? All right. Yeah. The wider bolder lines, as opposed to the narrow stuff. I agree. I think that stuff looks good. It looks more lumberjacky, you know, I'll go with that. Look, if I have the option, Bernie weatherman says what answer to this question doesn't get you in trouble. Uh, with the U.S. Yeah. So this was the question that was posed earlier. Would the USA be better, a better place if we never brought sla- slaves over from Africa? I see. Because if you say yes, then the implication is you're saying that it would be better off without black people. If you say no, then you're saying that slavery was at some level good in building this country. That's a tricky one. Joseph, I wonder what the Susan approved answer to that question is. You're right. I should, I should consult. So I, I should try to find some YouTube help for that one. Josiah Magnuson. Yeah, this was uh, Elon Musk's kid, kid's name. It was X like A E A 13 or whatever. That's a unique name. Gender neutral too. But for a girl, I like Rylan and that's Rylan with two Y's. I don't know, man, that's, that's maybe too many Y's, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I suppose I could consider that. But my girl, my list of girls' names is probably a dozen long. It's in my phone. And I add a few more to it uh, here and there. One girl's name that we did agree on was um, 
was Aubrey. Aubrey's okay, but that's the one that we seem we both uh, seem to be comfortable with. The battle continues because, like I said, uh, there's not a lot of agreement on the list, so we'll have to figure it out. Uh, physics. <laughs> I thought this was a bad word, but it's physics rigor. Matt and I once made love. Never mind. Matt has a kid on the way. Good luck when your wife runs off with all your money. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't have married her if I didn't trust her. I guess we're going to put that to the test. But the joke's on her because Susan doesn't allow me to make money or at least tries to limit it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Saint uh, says, congratulations to you, Matt. TOS on YouTube is a joke. Watch Upper Echelon Gamers Vid from a few weeks ago. He highlighted cases full of full nudity on YouTube. Remember to... Uh, remember two to the feelings and one to the thoughts is a Mozambique. I don't, I don't know the reference actually, but, uh, appreciate the support for the I show. I'm not going to be and, niggardly. Yeah. I had a, I had an old Omegle video in which someone appeared on a chat roulette type service naked. So I blurred it all out. Yeah, there's no nudity in the video, but I'm reminded this was viral on Twitter a few weeks ago. They have actual dildo tests on Twitter. They have, there's people out there who have a series called like what's in my butt where you can't actually see the money shot, but they're shoving dildos up each other's asses. And Susan says, that's fine. But if I were to come across a naked person and censor their nudity on a chat roulette type service six years ago, in a way that I don't even do anymore on my channel, I need to be punished. Kyle, uh, PD says, I think Vanna or Vanna, would be a good girl name, Matt. And congrats. I was going to use that name if I had a girl, but I'm single for life. So I'll give it back to you. Also blonde one, uh, won me back last week, but is losing me again with no gay couple adoption. I think, um, I think it's a complex debate. You know, we've talked about it a little bit on the show and, uh, I, I think that there are, I think there are a lot of considerations that are legitimate. And again, I, I, I try not to come at this with an, ideologically driven perspective. I want to know what the actual end results are for the children. I want what's best for the child. Trouble is you really can't get that information in any kind of honest way because the ideology drives the results. Uh, but anyway, Vana, I, I could consider and don't, you're not single for life, man. As I've said, um, as I've said to other people in a similar spot. And as I had to tell myself when I was in this spot, you got to treat it like a job. You know, if you want to find that person, you want to build that family life, treat it like a job. And don't quit until you have what you want. Um, and that, I, you know, uh, I, I wish the best. To you. I, I promise you that if you keep at it, uh, you'll find what you're looking for. Ben Riley says, congrats, Matt. Uh, may your first child be a masculine child. Are we allowed to say that anymore? Is that discriminatory? I don't know. We shall see. I don't necessarily have a pick. I, I would like to raise both a boy and a girl. Uh, I think I want to have three kids as the target. And I hope to be a father of, of uh, a daughter and a son. I want to experience both because I'm sure they're not the same. So either way, healthy kid, I'm happy. Uh, although my my policy is three girls and I'm out. I would like to raise a son. But if I have three daughters, that's done. I'm not risking a fourth. I'm calling it there. Kai Hubes uh, says, congratulations from the People's Republic of Kakistan. My wife and I are trying, but there are some medical hurdles we need to get over first. Big fan from rural Ontario. You guys get me through my night shifts. Well, thank you and all the best to your family. I hope you guys are successful very soon. Appreciate it. Cyclops 924 says, here's some Monopoly money from Joe to say congrats, Matt. We welcomed baby number three this week. Sophia, very pretty name. 
Mom and baby are doing great. Also, you guys should interview John Doyle. He's very high energy. I will keep that in mind. And congratulations to you guys and all the best to your family and your newborn daughter. Sharia LaBeouf uh, says, I just had twin boys. Do not circumcise. I don't give. uh, (laughs) This is blood sacrifice. It gives the enemy power. Congrats, by the way. I got so intense about the circumcision thing. I forgot to say congratulations. It's a blast. You'll do great. Well, you got to tune into the Wednesday stream for the circumcision talk. But in general, um, yeah, I, I think that on a principled philosophical level, I would oppose such things. I'm not aware of any. Uh, distinct and obvious and clear medical benefit for doing that to an infant. And if, unless there's some clear and, and pretty much undebatable health or medical benefit to doing it, why, why would I go cutting up my kid? So that's my general perspective on this thing. I, I can't say that I'm super educated on the topic, but that would be my general principle or philosophy. If I'm going to start altering my child's body, I need to have very clear reason why basically indisputable and based on what I've looked at so far, I'm not persuaded that there's indisputable benefit. That said, I have not looked super thoroughly into the issue, so I will continue to do that. Of course, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet, so we'll, uh, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. Ray C says fire in the bowl, uh, fire up folks, RIP sick Pat. Who is sick Pat? Uh, I, I don't know the reference. I'm sorry about that. Appreciate it though. Thank you. Uh, okay. Let's head over to Tibby stream. Uh, Redicus says, I hate that everyone is accepting the premise of asshole. I don't know who that's referring to. January 6th. Weren't riots by most people's standards. There was minimal damage windows at best, no deaths directly attributable. And what, and this had happened repeatedly the last four years, Kavanaugh and the women's March. Yeah, they were destructive in DC. Um, uh, at similar in similar ways in years prior. I remember them clawing at the Supreme court doors, like a bunch of jackasses and, uh, and nobody cared then. And it's not to justify the violent actions that were committed on January 6th. They were, they, they were there. I'm not denying them. I just, I don't, I agree that I don't grant the premise that this was something that was somehow so outside of anything we've ever seen before. Or some unique event. Uh, we, we had seen, drastically worse events for the entire year prior, but we seem to justify those because those are ideologically correct. Aaron D says, uh, NPC here is a uh, $1,400 me. Okay. I'll get a Walther PPQ NPC. No, not like that. I picked one up last week and shot it a bunch. The PPQ is great. Now to find some ammo. Congratulations on the big news, Matt. Hope everything goes well. Well, congratulations on the gun, but where'd you get the ammo? Or maybe it was one of those deals where you tried at the range and they give you some ammo or something like that. That's my biggest question on the Atlanta shooter. Where did he get the ammo? How the hell did he find that stuff? Uh, he, he apparently bought the nine mil gun that day or like the day prior. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who the hell got him the nine millimeter ammo. Maybe he had a supply. That's the biggest question. It's not whether he was a racist. It's where he got the ammo to feed his gun. Redicus says, uh, congrats to Matt and Ping too. Twitter labeled it as sensitive material because of the <laughs> because labeling it as a baby, when it is clearly a clump of cells, the drag queen uh, that was a registered sex offender was in Houston. And uh, there was a, uh, and the, tw- uh, sorry. And there was the twerker in England. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Sometimes these are hard to read because they do the same thing that Streamlabs does where they break up words uh, 
they don't keep words together when they are uh, breaking up their lines. So it gets hard to read sometimes. Renicus also says the adoptive children are wards of the state and thus must be done in the best interest of the child would be, uh, would we allow the New Mexico Muslims from the compound to adopt concerning Biden 25th amendment when he is one bathtub fall away from, uh, from president Kamala. Um, yeah, I suppose to the extent that they are, that when you're talking about adoption, I, I guess I don't know. I, I, are they always wards of the state or can you, what is the legal status? Let's say that you had a child that you just didn't, you didn't want to parent for whatever reason. And you have the child and you have someone, a family member or otherwise who wants to raise the child. Let's say you had an unplanned pregnancy or something and you have a friend or a family member who wants to become the adoptive parent of that child. Are they still considered, I guess they are still considered wards of the state, right? Doesn't that still have to go through a state process? It's not as though you can just hand the child over to that person and the state isn't a intermediary. So yeah, um, in that, in that setting, that's more of a, that that's a privilege over a right. It's not that every single person has the right to adopt a child because we place all sorts of restrictions on it. The questions I guess are what should, what ought the restrictions to be or what ought the restrictions be rather it's that time of night. I can't think or speak, you know, I'm sure there will be lots of thoughts about this one that, that has all the makings of a, uh, controversial issue though. I'm sure there will be emails and calls about on Wednesday. Crypto crook says, uh, this anti-white rhetoric got completely out of hand. I don't care about my white identity. Now I, I didn't care about my white identity. Now I do. And I'm proud of it. I tried fence setting uh, uh, my principles, but apparently it gets us nowhere. We should embrace whiteness and be proud of it. I uh, referencing the Gavin McInnes quote earlier. I never thought of, I obviously don't consider myself an identitarian right now. Like I care about values and I want people regardless of racial identity to uphold good values. I think that produces prosperity for every single person. But to your point, there's no doubt that being ripped on as a white person has made me more aware, I suppose, of, of being white and, and naturally, <laughs> naturally when someone tells you that something about you is bad and you know, there's nothing wrong with being that, that thing, it does kind of drive a pride in you. Uh, I, that's only a natural response. That doesn't mean that I'm like some kind of identitarian pride person, but to Gavin's point, if you just keep telling me that I suck because I'm white, I'm going to look into that and maybe I'll realize there are things about the heritage of, uh, I don't know where I came from that, that maybe you can be proud of. I don't want to be overly proud of those things because those aren't things that I did, but I do want to be proud of the country that I'm from, the things that my heritage has built, all that sort of stuff. So I, I do think you're right that it's self-defeating. And it's, it, if, if these people want to call me racist, there's nothing that has made me more race conscious than all of their rhetoric. I didn't care about these issues until they made me care about them until they started insisting that white people are attacking Asians all over white supremacy is the biggest problem. And you start investigating and you realize, well, that's not, there's no statistical reality to that. This is not something that I probably would have investigated on my own until they, they made me. So yeah, I guess self-defeating for them. Let's see just a few on D live and Trovo, and then we'll call it a night guys. Um, ETC, uh, donating lemons on D live. Appreciate that. And over on Trovo, 
Darth Jones says, have you ever seen Star Wars? Yes. Not only have I seen Star Wars, but I've I've seen all the movies, obviously, and I've seen the Mandalorian. I've not watched like the animated stuff and the Clone Wars. I'm not the biggest Star Wars nerd in the world, but I do enjoy Star Wars. So generally when Star Wars stuff comes out, I'm going to watch it. And uh, and and honestly, I really enjoyed the Mandalorian. And it sucks to see all this stuff that's gone down with Gina Carano because I thought, wow, this was this was kind of an interesting revival of the Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise. It had a lot of female empowerment crap in it. Look, uh, female Mandalorians can beat up people. Look, Gina Carano is a strong, independent woman. You know, that's you could see the agenda in there a little bit, but it still had compelling characters. It still had interesting stories and I enjoyed the show. And now I feel like, well, shit, am I going to have to ditch? star wars over the, the crap that disney has been doing not just their bastardization of the franchise but what they're doing in their political wokeism so i don't know maybe maybe i'm out on star wars now they don't have anything new coming out for a little while but we'll see uh i think i think we're all set guys that is uh that looks like uh that looks like it on the chats so we will call it there uh appreciate you guys for hanging out with us tonight not just tonight but every night again to build this show into something that is not only a community for all of us to share on each sunday and wednesday night but a community that has built my marriage and my family and i i hope that it'll build many others so uh, as i move on from one phase of life into another i i can't i can't tell you guys how much i appreciate making this show a success and, and changing not only what i do for a living but the nature of my family itself so huge thank you uh and uh hopefully we'll we'll keep doing this for years to come and we'll have many more nights like this in the future uh if you want to catch more of the show there's more on the audio platforms uh call-in show replays all that that's all on the website mattchristiansonmedia.com we'll be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it's the matt and blonde show we'll see you then Susan, wiki wiki!